Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Eddie Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst The trailer booking and Billy Bones A Paolo Dicano A West Ham United More than just a podcast More than just a podcast Hello, good evening and welcome to more than just a podcast. Podcast. <laughs> no, that, that was a bit pitiful, wasn't it? That was clear, <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, we're back again this week for another fantastic show. After last week, we felt, you know, we needed something. You know, something was missing last week. And basically, we had no one to take the piss out of, did we, Lee? <laughs> well, not till... No. No. <laughs> no but we've, so, all, we've already caught up in the 10 minutes before we came on. <laughs> yes. So uh, this week, I, I decided that we needed someone that me and Len could take the piss out of. And I d- d- knew just the person that would step into Sean's big chair. Uh, it is uh, Stelios. Cool jazz, a kiwiakukuku. I think that I think this is going to be the shortest podcast for me ever. If I if oh. I, I'll just switch the switch the laptop off, what what would you do then? You won't have oh. any, you won't have any detail. We'll to, just to carry on as usual. It'd be like you know, we switch off normally when Sean's talking. Yeah. <laughs> we would notice. Is there, I was going to say, is there a mute button just in case? There is, but I control it uh, uh-huh. like that. So there you go. So that shut you up still, and you can't say anything because uh, I'm the button monkey today. I'll bring you back in, though. There you go, still. Oh, Look at that. Thank you. So thank that's you. power, isn't it? Hey? Yeah. Yeah. That's All that power. control. Now you know what uh, um, uh, Golden Sullivan feel like. Power. Yeah. Power. Yeah. Power. That, I'd, yeah. I wonder what one I'd be. Would I be gold or would I be Sullivan? How, how many? Uh, how much of your mind is left? You know. Do you rem- do you forget things? Uh, not much. Bits, yeah. You, you forget bits. Well, my missus says if it's to do with West Ham, then I don't forget anything. But if it's to do with general day-to-day life and bringing up children, then I've forgotten a lot. Oh, you're probably gold then, aren't you? Because the only thing he remembered was pissing in the uh, in the uh, chicken chicken run. Down well, the yeah, remember to, to be urine. fair... We used to, I used to, uh, used to, used to bunk in like Dave Gold did uh, back go. in the day. God, you got an awful lot in common with him then. There you go, isn't it? I was <laughs> brought up go. in abject poverty, you know. Well, <laughs> I couldn't afford to pay to go through the turnstiles. <laughs> well, to be fair, that is true. I'm, well, I wouldn't say I was brought up in abject poverty, but the first five years would be a bit of a tearjerker, to be fair. Should oh, get the still, violins out. No, no, I don't. Unlike David Gold, I don't need to play on it because no. the way I see it is that everybody in that area grew up 
you know, I, I could turn around and say I never had an indoor carsy until I was eight years old. But then again, that was the same with everyone in my street and in Stackley, the five or six streets, because Mr. Scrutton, the slum landlord, you know, he never got around to putting toilets inside people's houses or bathrooms until, you know. You sang at the album all before yeah. everyone else, so do you, Nigel? Well, you know, <laughs> don't want to, you know. You don't, you know, you don't talk about that. He don't talk about his fame. Singer, yeah, you know, in the Albert Hall, me Clapton, you know, yeah, Cream, Cream, (laughs) Ginger Baker and Nigel Khan. That's it. There you go. And it's like the House of Legends, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) You would have gotten so well. Hey, but I'd see still when you was goat herding in the foothills (laughs) of whatever mountains they had in Cyprus, mate. You never knew it. All these years later, I'd be amongst royalty. Uh, isn't it? Yeah, West Ham Mr. royalty. Isn't it? West Ham royalty, Mr. Sarchi and Sarchi and uh, everything else. Well, what was what was the other one we just found out? Ministry of Sound. Ministry, Ministry of, of Sound. Sound. And I was cool and I could stand up straight. <laughs> Did they let you DJ? No, I wasn't in that. Oh. blibs and blobs music. Blibs oh. and blobs music. I was there for the class, believe it or not. So it shows how, how bad the others were, doesn't it? What do they do? Keep fit. <laughs> Oh, Keep fit. No, I'll tell yeah, you. No, what class? No, there, there was. We did a video with that, but I'll, I won't talk about that on now. Oh, right, okay. But that was good. Well, uh, listeners of more than just a podcast, you know, obviously, always, I think it works better with just the three of us. Not that me and Len don't have fun when we work the two, but I have brought Stelios here for a reason because as a member of the Sundays night Stelios Super Army uh, or whatever we call it uh, Stelios gives a, a transfer and you know incoming and outgoing roundup on his Irons United channel every Sunday night and it is a good read he does a good Vox Pop he can drag it on a bit like last night Mr. Two Hours <laughs> that was two hours yeah it's you know, just as inaccurate as anyone else's but you know <laughs> it's on Sunday yeah, <laughs> that's but I make it we... sound interestingly inaccurate. That's yeah. the difference. Well, that, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I did have uh, the Champions League football on my, my pop-up box, so I sort of drifted in and out and just made enough comments to let you know I was <laughs> still there. in and out of what? <laughs> <laughs> <In> a coma? <laughs> I did actually try and advertise my, my show last night by saying, turn the Champions League down and listen to me drivel on. But uh, yeah. I didn't hit the heady numbers as I did the week before. I don't know why. No. Maybe, I, maybe no, I, I need uh, Len to give me uh, well, an idea know, about the advertising. The funny thing about it is, um, still, I don't think YouTube's very kind to you. Because, <laughs> what do you mean? Well, after I've watched all the other West Ham shit on there, you think that yours would just come following after. But after go looking for it a little bit deeper. Oh, I mean, really? Yeah. It doesn't recommend... I mean, I'm pretty much subscribe to everyone but yours never comes up in fact that's interesting it, uh, i didn't know that it goes to some scottish guy called cypheri who i've never heard of every right. single time that talks about heart of midlovian and what and, when you what 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 when you uh, look up irons united or west ham um, or no say like in the morning i start watching so I, I, i'm in a bit of routine now i'm working from home yeah you know i like Tell us about your day, Jay. Well, you don't start. I don't want to start it too early because I want to get the ablutions out of the way. But so, were you talking about half eleven, quarter to twelve? 
well, no, you know, once I've had a couple of coffees and I settled down, uh, I watch a bit of TV and sometimes Gonzo's got his first feed on that breaks me into it. He's usually the first person that talks to me in the daytime these days because the missus deals with states and she works a little bit late and sleeps on. So there's there's Gonzo there. Uh, and then lunchtime, there's Russie's stuff a lot I used to watch, like to watch while um while I'm eating my lunch. And the good thing about that is when I'm watching when I'm watching Russ, it reminds me not to eat too much. <laughs> so that when I've done with salad, bless him, I do that. Hang on, you don't want to put oh, hey, you that's my best customer. I was just I about to say you don't want to put it's Nigel what, out of business by saying exactly. that. Exactly. That is my customer as well, as you both are. Actually, I've got a bone to pick with him later, but I'll pick that up later. Go on. But once I've got into, sometimes I like to sit there and think to myself, I'm not ready for a bit of drawing yet. I don't want another coffee. And I think something to that would roll on to the next subscription, but he doesn't choose you next. It's very, that is, that it's is very unfair. I, I, I thank you for pointing that out. I think we need to work out why that happens because uh, – I did try and get Anton, who uh, started up Irons United. I did try and encourage him once to uh, change the uh, the name. Um, and ironically, I was. Do you think, think it sounds a bit, <clears throat> a little bit? Oh, you, know? you think you're crossing over the other way? Yeah, yeah. yeah you it could, could do, you know. It could do, but oh, hey, no. that shouldn't matter in this day and age, should it? But uh, that's why you got big ratings last week. They all realised it weren't what they thought it was. <laughs> It's certainly no handicap, is it? No, <laughs> it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. But uh, yeah, ironically, um, I wanted to call it Hammers United, and guess who? Guess who got that name? Hammers so United. Hammers United. Hammers United. There you go. <laughs> that was a. I weren't too tough to guess, really. <laughs> oh, I thought you were. I'll make your quizzes a bit harder still. I, I know. I know. <laughs> well, I gave you a quiz a few weeks ago, didn't I? When I asked you why th- What was it? Thirty-seven. Was more oh, yeah. than done us oh, there, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. did, yeah. That was clever. You must have known. You must have known. You don't know, know what you're talking. dealing with here, Stel. You know that fucking eyebrow? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I thought you would have got that straight away, to be honest, but there you go. Well, uh, Jay would have done GCSEs. You would have done O levels and CS and. and yeah, O levels. GCSE. Yeah, so what did you get, Stel? Come on. My O levels. I didn't do that well, to be honest with you, in school. I, I did, did you get O levels. I got I got a couple of O levels and that was it. But then I gave up school and I went working. But then uh, I was lucky because uh, in the first job I got, they sent me to college. Fucking, that was a touch. Day and, release. Uh, yeah, day release, and uh, it was all that BTEC stuff back then. You know, and that you can go go away for one day a week at college while you were getting paid. Brilliant. Day release and going away. It sounds like art the people I knew. I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got yeah. I've got four CSEs. Well, yeah, it's not bad. Uh, grade four. <laughs> oh well, all right. <laughs> and grade five, one of them. Even though I was cheated out of that because I did government and politics. Hang on, hang on. You get grade four just for turning up, don't you? Well, it does <laughs> seem that way. Yes, uh, I think that's why I got it. So maths and English, grade four, grade five, CSE, government and politics. And I had the right time because what happened is, is it was a two-part exam and I took the first part. 
and that got me my grade five. The second part, which was 80% or 75% of the marks, I did in pencil because my pen ran out and they refused to mark it. Why? Why? Oh. Because it was in pencil. Right. I so I got my grade five. In the first exam, I got 100%. That's pretty good. And, and the and the teacher, the only thing I paid attention to really was geography, history, and government and politics. The rest I just didn't bother going to. Funny, to the only things I I bothered with was maths and geography. They're the only things I really had any interest in. One so you could earn the money, and the other one so you could go home, <laughs> find your way home. Yeah, but uh, I did uh, I did marketing when I when I did my day release. Oh God, God. what oh, college boring. did you go How to? Boring is that? It was up in North London. Uh, I don't know what it's called now. It's one. It's part of a bigger. It was Northwick Park, whatever that college is up there. Harrow College. It was back then. Harrow. Well, you Harrow, Harrow. Harrow College. No, no, not no, Harrow not School. school not Harrow oh, School. Right. No, 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 no. This was downtown Harrow, not bloody upper class Harrow. It just happened to be in the Harrow area. But I did marketing. You keep saying I, that. You sound like a Chinaman. But anyway. <laughs> but I found that really boring. Because yeah. I thought I was going to be creative, and all it was was just number crunching. It was a boring as hell. So there you go. But it gave me a career, so there you go. Which is what, still? Well, I was in marketing before, and then I went into operational management. I worked for a charity, don't you know? Oh, well, so, okay. Up a minute. You're saying the move from marketing to operational management, and you did that because you was bored in marketing? That's correct, mate. I told you that before, didn't I? Oh, my life still. If, how bad is marketing then? Because operational management sounds like, you know, you could have come up with a cornflake nice. advert. Yeah. No, what are you doing now? You're just telling people what to do. It's so much nicer. It's so much easier. No, I thought when I studied marketing, I thought it was all going to be like, oh, you're going to be creative and, and all that sort of junk. Nah, that's people like me, mate, I'm That's afraid. people like you, I know. And I, but I, you know, back then, when I was studying it and designing all this stuff, you know, during my course, I thought it was going to be great. And then I went into it and it's all it is, is number crunching. Yeah. You know, but if I target you know, this audience, I'll get this much. If I target that audience, yeah. you get that return. It's boring as hell. But there you go. There you go. Good money, though. Used to be good money. But uh, there's a lot of naughty people in marketing, you mm. know. In order right. to keep themselves going yeah. day and night. Listen, I, I went into an industry that was, uh, you could say it was a traditional East End industry. The difference was people used to pay me to break into their house. <laughs> so, you know, it was uh, it, it's, it was an art form and a talent that I've managed to keep hold of. But anyway, I digress still. The reason why we brought you here, not to bore us with your life story about We're 15 marketing. minutes in. We ain't talking about that. Don't talk about them. Yeah. So, you, still, you're going to have to give us, you're going to have to take Sean, because normally Sean does his Claret and You 45 minutes, yeah. where he tells us what he's wrote about, and then he tells us about the second article's article that actually said what a load of rubbish he previously <laughs> wrote about two hours before. So, we thought, who can do that job? Who could actually like talk rubbish about transfers and obviously you you, you sprung the mind first up oh here we go so then. what would you, you like me to get to give you because i you know you 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 listened to my show last night do you just want me to talk about transfers well just do yeah just give us a quick rundown try and like break it down not two hours just, <laughs> you got i'll give you 10 minutes yeah? all right well so we're buying start with we're, today 
Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Is still are you an ITK? Let's get this out of the way. No, mate. Absolutely not. Okay. So where'd you get your where'd you get your information? My info. I research it, mate. I just you know I've spoken. I like the sound of this. Yeah, no, I've I told Nigel how I do this. It's easy. If anyone really wanted to do it, it's a piss easy. It really is. You go online. What you're saying is ITKs are wankers. <laughs> That's what you just said. <laughs> Can we rewind the tape, Paul? <laughs> don't put don't put words in my mouth. All right. <laughs> okay. Off you go. No, then. <laughs> <laughs> There's no such thing as an ITK, is there, really? No, I there mean, isn't. There, second-hand there information, isn't it? It's second-hand info, exactly. There's, so there's no such thing as an ITK. And then that's the that's the thing, and it's like, I laugh because I'm Actually, not... that's not true still. I'm going to defend them now. Oh, because God, here we go. Go on, then. Someone does generate the information. So in, that person... In the, cl- calls. In, yeah. the cl- in the club. Yeah, is the ITK. Yeah, that means that the, the ITK is in the club. Yes. So there's no ITK outside of the club. No. And I guess that's what I mean. A real ITK is the person that is living, breathing West Ham United. So they'll hear what's going on. They could be the kit man. They could be the the cleaner. They could be Doris, the tea lady. It don't matter. You know, you know her name then. (laughs) Oh, shit. I've given the game away, ain't I? Yeah. Anyway, don't let me interrupt you anymore. You just tell me all your you just tell me all your transfer news. That I'm not all right, interested. Okay. In. Well, the big one today, obviously, is um, is uh, Jordan Hugill, who's gone yeah. to uh, Norwich for a vast amount of money. I mean, it's actually going to secure the club's finances for the next few days, weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've just sold him. I mean, I mean, oh, two point six million pounds. Plus, add, plus add-ons, which is poor by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, and I know, Nigel, you know, want to probably talk about, you know, uh, the, the value of players that we buy and sell uh, in a minute. But to actually have sold Jordan Hugill to Norwich for £2.6 million plus add-ons is actually a, an actual... It's an, really, it's an outrage, to be quite honest with you. Hmm. Um, it's in what not, way? Well, I mean, we bought the boy for £9 million, hmm. £9.1 million, and we bought him how well, long Where are you ago? getting your figures from? Uh, well, this is it. I look, at the, I look at the websites, and I double-check several of them to reconfirm that what one is saying, the other is saying. You know, but you're, what you'll read is, you'll read somewhere that he's gone for £5 million. You'll read another uh, story that he's gone for, I don't know, £3.5 million, £4 million or whatever. You know, and the only people that really know the true value, obviously, are the, the, the club. But from the last report I read, it was 2.6 million plus add-ons, which might get to give or take, what, 4 million if we're lucky? You know, something like that. But I, nonetheless, it, it's it's nowhere near what we bought him for. You know, 2.6 million or 3 million or even let's even say if it is 5 million. It's let's no, say 3 let's say three, it's nowhere near the nine that we spent for, for him, you know, and it weren't, it weren't long ago. And we, we had the same thing with a Yeti who we sold last week, bought him for what, eight, nine million, sold him for four and a half million, you know, and, uh, but I guess that's the big news of the day, isn't it? That, that we've, uh, we waste money. 
<laughs> we we certainly do, mate. We certainly do because it's. I mean, he's not. We we. I think we can all agree. Well, maybe uh, all agree is that he's not premier premier class. He should maybe never have been bought by West Ham, uh, and he's gone off to Norwich. And he said himself in in the uh, in his interview today when he signed up, he said he's going to prove everyone wrong. And I hope he does. Yeah, I hope I hope he does brilliant. well. Uh, uh, yeah, he proved us wrong the other day, didn't he? He scored the winner, first game he played for Celtic, um, and uh, good luck to him. But we should never have bought either of them, really. Do you um, think he proved us wrong quickly? Who, no. a Yeti? No, yeah. no, no. He's a only Jetty played at one Celtic game. is like Nigel in the Alva. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no one knows. You know what I mean? If Nigel can sing in the Alva, oh, then anyone can play for Celtic. <laughs> <laughs> or score or score there you go i mean no he ain't proved us wrong but i mean that's what everyone's saying isn't it oh look look what's happened we got rid of a yeti he scored in his first game and all that rubbish but it is it is the scottish league with the greatest of respect to those who listeners up in scotland uh it ain't the same as the premier league is it so um no he ain't proved us wrong at all you know, he's got to do that the whole season. When he ends up scoring 30 goals for Celtic, then he's proved us wrong. But uh, no, not after one goal. But yeah, I guess that is the, um, that's the big story of the day. Um, that uh, we've we've sold uh, Jordan Hugill. So he's a gone man. And and I can, I'm more than happy to dive into all the other stories, Nigel, if you want me to. Yeah, go on, yeah. The, the, entertain our people. Go on, sell yourself some. Okay, well, why don't we do a brief coverage of who's going? Because yeah, it's go yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, because uh, I tell you what, it sounds like, and I and I mentioned it last night in the show that uh, the Pellegrini era is well and truly over. Because if you look at what Pellegrini's bought, he went out and bought flair players, didn't he? So he went out and bought the likes of Allaire and Anderson, and you know, even even Diop is a bit of a you know a defender, but a bit of a flair player in a way. You know, he's meant to be, you know, he's meant to be good with the ball and all that. Not that we've noticed in the time he's been with us, but there you go. But um, all these players are going, apparently. You know, Anderson's up for sale. Diop's up for sale. Allaire's up for sale. Um, and it looks like uh, um, what Moyes is trying to do, it looks like he's trying to discard with the um, the dream that we had under Pellegrini. You know, all these flair players coming in. We were going to go up the next level. And now he's suggesting that uh, he doesn't want him. Now, I don't believe any of this. I think, you know, will Anderson go? Probably. Um, but uh, we don't know who's going to spend the money on him. Uh, will Allaire go? No, he won't go. Because the only the only con- the only team that can afford him, ironically, is Monaco, who are managed by, um, his name's gone, uh, Kovac, Nico Kovac, who used to be manager at Eintracht Frankfurt. Uh, and that's the only reason why there's a link. Um, and Diop, apparently Diop has expressed a desire to play at Spurs. I mean, who would say that? Who, who said that? Who would say well, Diop see, said that? Well, the, the, that's why I, when I do, I'm, you know, you guys watch it and I take the piss out of the stories. I don't treat them with any seriousness. You know, and then once in a while, a story might come up that you go, actually, you know what? That actually sounds quite nice, quite good. And then I do a bit more research on that particular player. Uh, but all these players that are going out, by the sounds of it, we're going to end up getting rid of half like half of our first team squad. 
<clears throat> and it's what you said before, Nigel. It's all about evolution, not revolution. Yeah. You know, it's you can't, you cannot, no club can sustain getting rid of six, seven first team players and then thinking that they're going to do well the following season. You know, and you know, I said in the show last night, if uh, if Moyes did that, if Moyes managed to get rid of six or seven players and then he brought his own players in, what happens by Christmas time? Uh, if we ain't doing so well, are they going to get rid of Moyes and then bring someone else in? And then someone else who comes in is going to go, I don't fancy any Moyes' players. You know, I'd rather have had all the flair players that Pellegrini bought. So there's no stability in, in, the, t- in, the, uh, in the way we're structured at the moment. So all these players that are meant to be going, don't believe it. You know, we might get, I think Lanzini will go. I think uh, he, he'll probably go out on loan if we don't sell him. Uh, I don't think we're going to uh, see many, many more players go. We'll see another a couple of other players who aren't necessarily making the first team. Like some Masuaku will probably go. You might see Balbuena go. But these players are kind of replaceable. But when you're talking about the big players like, you know, the Andersons and the Allaires and, and, and Diop, etc., we've invested a lot of money in these players. And, and you know, for them to, for someone like uh, Allaire to go after just one season, for me, um, ain't going to happen. I don't know what you guys think, but uh, that's a snapshot of who's going. Oh, of course, and and Wilshire is is meant to be going as well. Apparently, the club are talking about trying to uh, buy him out of his contract. If that's true, you know, he'll earn another four and a half million between now and uh, give or take between now and uh, the, the when his uh, contract expires, which is the end of next June. Um, and apparently, the the club are trying to buy him out of that contract, or they will, um, if they, someone comes in to buy him, they'll, they'll pay it part of his wages for him to go. I can carry on. But I, I mean, we've, we've, we've got history in doing that, funny enough. Go funny on. enough, that go was on. with a type of injured player from, we bought from Arsenal. Oh, buying. Uh, right, yeah. So, uh, Freddie Lundberg. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, we had Lundberg for one season. I, f- I think he only played for about half of it. Um, he only got one goal. And, and it was the start of the um, <coughs> Egnet Magnuson buying players era, and it, you know, you, you can see why Magnuson actually got the bullet, you know, after a year uh, from his Icelandic mate because he was like a kid in a candy shop, overpaid for Lundberg, and we paid Lundberg big money to leave, yeah. which baffles me, and it doesn't. And I say why with Wilshire is the same is that. If you've got to pay them to go, why not keep your money, keep them, because you may be able to get, you you can get a tune out of a broken fiddle. It ain't a great tune, yeah, but it will still play. Now, not all the strings are broke on that fiddle. So if if you, you know, play it in the right way, you may get a tune out of him. But, Sean, uh, Nigel. uh, (laughs) Sorry, mate. (laughs) I just, I don't know, I just faded off for a second. PL. <laughs> but, Nigel, <laughs> these people who make the tunes out of fiddles in their studios don't want the shit instruments about to make their music. Oh, you that see, was profound, thing, wasn't it? That was quite profound, actually. But the thing with, the thing with uh, Wilshire is um, if you play him right, you could, if you, could, you, could get a, you could get him on for 20 minutes each game try and protect him, you know, I know, I know, you know, he's got glass ankles and unfortunately, yeah, you no, know, no player, it's no player's fault 
that they get in you know they get injured if if they get if they get injured they get injured you know it's just one of those things but and some players get more injured than others and so you could if he's used in the right way he's a decent player you know he is a decent player he's probably one of our technically most gifted english footballers for many a year um but uh it's yeah it's his injuries that that, that let him down but maybe yeah Played in the right way. I mean, the, way I, the way I see it is that we got we got three out and out flair players, which for me are Anderson, Lanzini, and Wilshire. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, yeah. And what we're saying is we want to get rid of all of them. Exactly, and that's the big danger because, mm-hmm. and that's the other thing I said in the show last night. You know, I hope uh, Moyes doesn't get all Allardycey on us. You know, that he gets rid of all these flair players. And then we're talking about players like Lundstrom, you know, if that's true, you know, which is solid players. Yeah. And I think we do need a couple of solid players in the team. I think, uh, you know, we've been a bit lightweight sometimes. And, uh, you know, it's great to have someone like Socek who puts his foot in and got rice, etc. Uh, but we do need a couple of players that will, you know, get stuck in there in order to help those flair players. Because the flair players don't want to do the defending. They want to be up there creating chances and scoring, you know, overhead kicks and all that sort of stuff, you know. And uh, and I think there's a I think there's a place for the likes of Wiltshire Anderson. I think Lanzini's finished at West Ham, to be honest. But uh, I think there's a place for Lanzini uh, for Anderson and for Wiltshire. I reckon we don't need to go out and buy these players. We got them already. We just have to play them in the right way. You know, all this stuff about, you know, we're going out for Eberechi Eze of uh, QPR and Saeed Benrahma of Brentford, and etc. And it's like, why do we want to spend 20 million on these players when actually we've got players who are probably just as good already in the squad? We just know we just need to find Moyes just needs to find a way of utilizing them better. And I know what fans are saying. Everyone's going, Anderson's shit. Anderson's rubbish. Anderson's that. I, I, I don't rate all three of them. Do you not, mate? No, no, not at all. I've really? seen enough of. I've seen enough of them not to rate any one of the three. See, I think if we can get Anderson playing the way we did the first season he was with us, he'll be a he'll 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 it'll be a great season for him. I really do. I think he's just lost his momentum. He's lost his whatever it is that mojo, whatever it is you need as a footballer. Uh, I think Lanzini is finished, like I said earlier. I think Lanzini is finished. Wiltshire, well, we all knew what a gamble Wiltshire was going to be, didn't we? We knew it. We kind of wished it wasn't going to happen. So did Bournemouth, and they said no thanks. Yeah, true, mate. That was Bournemouth. Yeah, We see it at Bournemouth. It's not happening. Yeah, I would like to think it's taught West Ham a lesson to to never, ever buy another player who's had ankle injury problems. Yeah. Because the ankle is actually the worst part of the body to get an injury. So if you've damaged your ankle, and, and the reason for that is because that's actually the, the load, the, the the load bearing part of the body. All the weight sits on the ankle and the heel. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So yeah. th- therefore, it's the one that takes the most stress when you're running and everything else. And the way he plays so, as well, he's got a low center of gravity. He twists yeah. and turns a lot as well. And he puts his so. foot in. You know, it it. When people get ankle injuries, look at Dean Ashton, you know, and that's the thing you think, we, we see what we went through with Dean Ashton. Yeah. He got that ankle injury. He came back, weren't the same, had to retire. And and therefore, you would have thought that would have taught 
not taught us a lesson, but it would have educated the medical staff at West Ham, who were probably different, to be fair. Well, this probably is probably in that ten years, but there seems to be no education there. Where they've, we, we know Wilshire had bad ankles. Yes, he was fit. Is he likely to last? I think history says no. <clears throat> Interestingly, I think if Moyes does succeed in getting a long-term stay at West Ham, you won't see signings like that under him. You know, uh, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But I think if Moyes was around when Wiltshire was available, I don't think Moyes would have brought him in. Um, but I think what Pellegrini loved, he loves, he loved his flair players, didn't he? He went out and bought shitload of number 10s, you know, and, and he forgot the fact that you need a, you know, help them out and def- and get defenders in as well or strong players in. And if you look at our past, you know, likes of Billy Bonds and, and players like that who, you know, you had your Devonshires who knew that Bonds was next to him, you know, who's going to sort of like guard him in a way, protect him. Not that, you know, Devonshire needed protecting, but you know what I mean? There was a balance in the team. And uh, and I think that balance is gone. You see some of the other teams that are mid-table in, in, uh, in the Premier League, Teams like Sheffield United, for example, you know, they've got one or two nice players, but they've got some, you know, they've got players that are going to get stuck in there. And I think it's been a long time since we've had players who, who really want to get their footing, get stuck in there. And and I think you're right, maybe, you know, Wiltshire, it was a gamble and, and we kind of knew because of his uh, injury record, it was a gamble. Would it, would, was it worth taking? But you've got to think of the manager that was there at the time. Pellegrini looked at him and went, I fancy that, another flair mm. player. Didn't you know? we want to sign him for one year and we couldn't do that? I think that was the problem. Because, listen, you can give, let's imagine um, this, this West Ham connection he has with his family. We, look, we know it's true. We're not denying it is. But let's imagine that deep down he really wanted to play with him. You've got to give the guy a season. Give him a season. Don't give him three at 100 grand Exactly, a week. Yeah. 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 That that was the gamble, the one season at 100 grand a week. Give him that. And then, well, then oh. you've, got, you've got to think, who's actually making that decision? If yeah. that was a Sullivan decision, if, if Pellegrini said, yeah, I fancy him, and Sullivan went, all right, you got him for three years, then uh, you've, got, you've got to wonder... Who? Because yeah, uh, people said it was Husserlos that signed him, but uh, it, well, we all kind of found out how bad Husserlos was at being a director of football, and maybe he just didn't do his own work on Wiltshire if it was a Husserlos sort of uh, yeah. recommendation. But the board, even the board, the board have been around long enough. They should have gone and went. Hang on a minute. Yeah, all right, we'll sign him. Like you just said there, you know, we'll go and sign him, but not for three years for hundred grand a week. Someone should have put the kibosh on that, shouldn't they? Yeah, because the moment you hear that, you think to yourself, mm, how much of a West Ham fan is this geezer? Yeah. Because if he's got any any nuts, you know, he'll know he'll do one year, get the, the crowd on side and get another two-year contract. He could have got the three years. But I don't think he knew that he was going to put it in. I don't. Yeah. I think he knows he hasn't got the chops anymore. Simple as that. Yeah, and and to get rid of him now, I mean, you know, if if the if these rumours are true that you know the board have had a chat with him or and and talk about either buying him out, I mean, if they buy him out, what they're going to buy him out for? I mean, I just said, you know, if he stays and he's got every right to, he's under contract, he'll earn another four and a half mil. Uh, so if the board are going to buy him out, what are they going to buy him out for? Two, three million, you know, buy him out of his contract, Maybe, and uh, yeah. Or if, if a club does come in for him, but that's the problem, isn't it? 
Everyone now knows that Wiltshire can't sustain a whole season. Yeah. So what club is going to come in and buy him? You know, they don't want to take that gamble, do they? So yeah. I think we're stuck think, with him. Mm. Unless we say he's two and a half million. California's nice and warm. Yeah. Maybe that'll suit him. Just like just like what we've done with Winston Reed. Winston Reed, yeah. Winston Reed's gone out there. He's uh, apparently played his first game the other day. Uh, got through it. Got through 90 exactly, minutes. didn't he? Yeah, they won two ones. They won, yeah. And uh, yeah. I think maybe that might be the answer. Or you know, good. That's a, actually a good point. That you know, send him get put get send him out on loan. We no, we know no one's going to buy him. So send him out on loan to America. Uh, let the Americans pay the vast majority of his salary. There you go. You free up a bit of money, don't you? Because we know he ain't going to be sold, and that's a shame. It's a shame, you know, because I think we all wanted him to. We all wanted yeah, it to work, it. didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, we did. And then we have uh, Grady Diangana, another one that's apparently up for sale. Apparently, see these rumours, I laugh because I read them and I go, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, oh. And uh, apparently he's gone up to Moyes and he's gone, I want guarantees. What? What? <laughs> you know, what player can be guaranteed first team football? You know, and uh, that's Fabianski. why we- <laughs> <laughs> boom boom yeah all right apart from him uh and uh apparently he's gone to Moyes I want guarantees I'm going to play and 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 now we've got apparently a 25 million um target on his back so uh there's another player that's apparently going and another one is Arthur my my one and only Arthur Masuaku who who was uh, reported as being Technically gifted. Now, Stone yeah. Row, technically gifted. Well, he did one trick over those two Tottenham players, and everyone loves him for it. The fact that he's actually spent the last three or four seasons at West Ham doing virtually nothing, yeah. apart from doing that one po- one trick pony job on those Tottenham players, and everyone loves him. And apparently, if the price is right, he's going as well. So there you go. There's the roundup of all the players going, mate. <laughs> what do you think that price is? What, Matsuaku? Yeah. Five mil. I reckon we'll probably see him gone. Four mil, maybe. Mind you, if we sold someone that we bought for nine million for three million, then maybe one million will do. Who knows? Yeah, we're good at, at, as Nigel said, we're good at wasting money. Or maybe you said that, mate. I don't know. But we're good at wasting money. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Is that it? I could go on, but I'd, I'd run. Oh, I could tell you about the two youngsters that have left. Go on. All yeah, right. go on, because I'd never heard of these people. So right. I'd, I, I'd, I guess our listeners haven't heard of them. So they're, okay. they're, they're riveting. Veron Parks, who played for the under-18s and the under-23s. Uh, he's gone to Dutch club Fortuna Sittard. Is he related to Phil? No. No. Definitely oh, not related to Phil. Veron um, Parks. Veron Parks. And he's gone to Dutch club Fortuna Sittard, who finished 16th in the Dutch First Division. So he's gone heady high. What's the Dutch there. First Division called still? The oh. Areva. Arev- Go on, not, son. I'm not doing Go a Sean. I'm not funny? doing a Sean. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. Go on. Go on, Nigel. What's it called? Aaron Divisi. Aaron Divisi. Aaron Divisi. There you go. <laughs> so... Veron Parks, uh, he played for the West Ham under 18, scored 22 goals in 41 appearances with eight assists. Wow. Tw- under 23s, he made seven appearances. 
uh, scoring three times. So he looked like a good prospect, but he reckons that he ain't going to make it quick enough at West Ham. And he's gone off to pass this new in order to forge his career. And I, I respect that because, you know, he's looked at the situation. He's probably said to himself, it's going to take, a, uh, you know, it's going to take several seasons for me to get anywhere near the first team, even if I do. Uh, and so um, so he's not gone looking for a big team. He's gone to a, a, a lowly Dutch division, Dutch uh, uh, first division team to, 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 to make his mark. And I respect that. I think that's good on him. And we wish him well. And then the final one is 16-year-old Benicio Baker Boyatti. Now, is he one of the fabulous Baker Boyatti boys? <laughs> <laughs> he might end. He might end up being that, but who knows? He was. He was the player that went out to Germany a few week, uh, about a month or so ago, or whatever. His agent took him out there, and he was being basically touted to all these German teams. I don't know who he met, Mönchengladbach and Dortmund and all these clubs. He's apparently now at uh, at Porto. I think he's a, he's about to sign or he's signed the contract for Porto. Uh, but the difference being between those two players, those two youngsters, is um, I've got a feeling that uh, agents, we all know how hard it is for agents at the moment. They can't make any money. So they're looking at the youngsters. They're looking at uh, young players who have yet to sign professional contracts for their clubs. Yeah. And they're going, I'll get you a deal here. Stick with me. I'll get you a deal here or a deal there. And I think that's what probably happened to Ngakia as well. You know, the agent's in his ear going, oh, yeah, go on, mate. This is, no, no, this is exactly what I, I mean. Listen, I'm not an ITK. I overheard it. But this was a, the exactly the same conversation that I overheard. That to have a fresh player like that, to come out of that, the deal is just sweeter anywhere else. And some people need a fresh start. Yeah. What we think is a young kid, yeah, it's a young kid. But we didn't start our jobs at 14, 13, 12, yeah, 8, 9 true. years old. We don't have that the same perspective as ours. And sometimes they feel like they've been at a club a long time and need to move on. Listen, we don't get it. We're just football fans. I think I think with Veron Parks, you're right, because he has been with the club quite a while and, he, and he, he's realised himself he ain't, you know, he might not make it to the level that he wants to. Yeah. Uh, with with uh, Baker Boyati, apparently the club were ready to give him a, a, um, a, a professional contract when he turned seventeen in January, and apparently, you know, again, if you read read all these stories, apparently he would be he was uh, he was he was touted as being one of the young players to be fast tracked into the first team squad. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. But uh, I think at the age of 16, yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. You know, they've probably been with the club a you know, good few years and they're probably thinking it ain't for me or whatever. But I think at the age of 16, for me, if I was that kid, you know, and if West Ham were really sort of waiting until I turned 17 to be offered a contract, I'd turn around and say, all right, then. If, if I was his agent, sorry, I'd say, all right, then I'll tell you what we do. You offer him a contract. If he doesn't make it to the level that he thinks he should be at, you let us. You allow us to let him go after one year of that contract, and don't ask for silly money for him, and yeah. let that boy have a chance elsewhere. Yeah. But for me, it sounds as if Baker Boyati has probably had his his ear chewed off, and he's gone off to to another country at the age of sixteen. You know, mm. uh, for me, that don't sound right. I might be doing his agent a disservice. I might be. Did he Did he go for a song of a Baker Boyati? <laughs> 
I think he was draped over a piano oh, while he? he was going for a song. Oh, you know, like the, jazz this, the yeah, well, no, if you watch the film, The Fabulous Baker Boys, you'll remember. Um, I can't remember the actress's name. Uh, okay. Michelle on, Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer draped over the piano. That's there what I'm go. thinking about. That's her, mate. Yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer. That's the one. Well, of course, Song of a Baker Boy was uh, Small Faces, but probably Steam Band. But uh, you can get your kicks off of the fabulous Baker Boys, whoever they are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they have a yeah, well, yeah, the I've got, yeah. I've, got vi- I've got visions of that now. <laughs> yeah, you should be, mate. I was up there. We did a Beatles song, <laughs> Yellow Submarine. I think. Uh, anyway, thus endeth Stell's <laughs> transfer roundup. We've got no jingle for you, Stell. I'm sorry Good, about mate. that. Don't worry about if, that. If, if, worry if you about if you back again, um, we'll we'll get I'll you bring, a jingle. I'll bring a jingle along. I, I could do what. Is that how you started your thing? Stell's transfer roundup. The only problem is, in the area I grew up in, they didn't play that. No. Nicosia. It's like it's like Zeppelin fans don't play Stairway to Heaven, isn't it? Don't they? I, mean, I never played. No, I never played Stairway. No, no, mate. nah. Why it's been that? a long time since I've rock and rolled. Yeah, a long, lonely, lonely time. Yeah. Cashmere, mate, can't get past that. that would, that's what they'd like their most profound yeah. song to be, but unfortunately, it's Stairway. Yeah. Anywho, it's not a rock and roll podcast. Oh, we move on, people. We move on. Next up, we've got um, something that we all know about. Another plug. Last week, we give it a plug. This week, I'll give it a plug, and then I'll give a grumble. Uh, DJ Russ of Miami's Eleven is running a um, telephone, or whatever you call it, a charity do now, days, on Thursday night on his YouTube channel, in aid of my good friends at Iron Supporting Food Banks. And they're going to try and raise £10,000 to give to good causes and to support, and and predominantly, the the food bank and the good work that they do in the schools around Newham, help supply breakfast clubs to some of the kids when the kids go back to school. And it's all about helping the local community in the West Ham area where the club originally came from. Now, have you been invited still? Uh, yeah, we're, we're, uh, Anton is representing Irons United oh, right, on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, Have you been invited, Lynn? No, I'm giving a prize and laughing at everyone. Yeah. <laughs> that's, oh, my, that's just general my, you know. My you know, Amos Chat have been invited. Irons United have been invited. Oh, no. West Ham Fan TV has oh. been invited. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's well, a really, really good idea. More than just a podcast? Know. No. Uh, hang on a minute. Oh, I'm checking my phone Sorry. from John and oh. No. What did, did did John no. invite you or was no. give no. me give a surprise and piss off? Well, no. I don't, I, to be fair, I was looking in my shed thinking what price can I give him and I'm now looking at my Crystal Palace mug. Oh. oh. John, you've, <laughs> John, you've upset, John, John, you've massively upset Nigel. 
you know, uh, so I'm sure I've got something I can drop around Russie's house. Um, well, when you deliver the pie and mash. When, well, that's on Saturdays, but obviously we're not working this Saturday, so we're having time off. Uh, I'll, I'll dig something out. I'll dig something out. It's a great cause, and it's a it's a no, really yeah. good way of uh, you know getting all these fan social media groups together because you they know. do have a just giving page, yeah, which is just giving. <laughs> you got to go to just giving and 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 uh, look up Newham Food Bank, and that's how you get. Because I looked at I looked. Would you up, look up? You look up. You just. Type in Newham Food Food Bank. Oh, right. It was just the way you said it there. I thought I'd like... I'd, I'd New been, Ham. New, oh, New Ham. Some New area. Ham. I didn't know. That's like... It's like, Lenny, the New <laughs> Ham is on the top shelf and the shit that you give to the cats is at the bottom. Do you know what? I never knew this. I've just gone into Just Giving. It's brought me up my profile. Apparently, I've given £218 well, in well. my time. That was oh, surprising well. yeah. me. It must be kicking uh, the neckers for you right now, mustn't I'm it? I'm going to say you can't get a refund, mate. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, basically, yes, I'm, I still can't find it. What did you say? Well, I, Newham I, Food Bank. Newham Food Bank. Yeah, I just typed because I typed in Irons. What, Hang what's on, the... let's have a look here. Let's get on. If I go to Twitter and then to Russie's page, Twitter. I must admit, I trusted you still. Uh, well, right. it's funny that because I looked it up yesterday and I and I found it because I was looking at what's the long title that you gave Irons for um, food banks. Irons for food bank. I looked that up and I couldn't find I've it. I got it here. So I've I just went in and put Newham Food Bank and, and it came it here, up. Guys. There you go. Good. There you go. They're eight hundred nicker up. Good work. Nice one. And it is Irons. Supporting food banks, so it goes justgiving.com forward slash crowdfunding forward slash iron supporting food banks. But listen, Russ ain't shy, is going to tell you where to find it, where to give you money. So you make sure you're watching on a, on Thursday, eight o'clock. Liar. yeah, eight o'clock. Yeah, I, I bung. I can't find it. I bung the link up. I chucked twenty quid in the pot. Now, oh, when you donate, every ten pound you donate, you get a raffle ticket. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Did you not know that? Yeah, no, I didn't know that. So I've chucked twenty quid in the kitty. So that gives me two raffle tickets. No, my luck. I'll win back that Crystal Palace. I was mug just about to say, yeah, you'll win <laughs> yeah. the Palace mug. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what. To make it better, you can get Russ to sign it for you. And then that make it better. Well. <laughs> Really? Well, Russ is a celebrity. He was telling me that... Not a Crystal Palace, he ain't. Well, no, but he said he went to Lakeside yesterday uh, at the weekend and he got recognised. Okay. And he had his mask on. He said, I don't know how people recognise me with my mask on. But I don't. <laughs> <But> anyway, yeah, <laughs> fucking... <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, this Crystal Palace Russ. mug, this is, a, this is a 1970s Crystal Palace mug as well. This is no ordinary Crystal Palace mug. Well, there um, you go. There you go. No one's who's asked a play- me why. Who's a player back then? Vince, Vince Hilaire? Vince Hilaire. Did he drink out of it? You can no. say that. No one would know it. No one would be any the wiser. No one's no one never, care. never been used. <laughs> no one would care. Yeah. No one but hang on. Care. Wasn't Vince Hilaire an East London boy, or am I wrong? 
He was a I new ham right. boy. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's from New Ham. Yeah, he's yeah. from New Ham. And and did we not give him a trial, or am I totally mistaken? Uh, possibly, but he was. He, he went. On, he's. I've got a football program of the West Ham boys team, and his brothers in the team. Well, there you go. In, and Kevin Hitchcock was in goal for West Ham, who, who went and played for um, Chelsea and us, but never played for us, but was with us. Um, for a while, so and and uh, Defoe's uncle, I believe, was also um, in the team that day. There's your bit yeah, of history. Vin- there you go, people. But ask me what my kids were supposed to do yesterday, and I'm just like, mate, I don't know, I forgot. Can I oh just, can, dear! Can I just say, going back, I'm a, I've got a bad memory as well. But going back to the food banks, which is why I want to get there quickly because yeah. my bad memory. Uh, People have donated, and there's a lot of anonymous. So, if you like a, you like to win stuff, you could enter this, and you stand a good chance of winning. Does that uh, make sense? Russ did say there's quite a few people who want to remain anonymous. Yes, right. You know, well, that's fair enough. You know. Oh, but uh, the, what but... you're saying is they're still in. They've still got a ticket, have they? Oh, that I don't know. I, I, oh, okay. I can't see, you know. I just don't, can't yeah. see how he's going to do it no, about no. that way. No, but you're right, actually. The more people that well, are Well, if you want to donate yeah. anonymously, people, you knock yourselves out and donate anonymously. That's not a problem for me. I've no, got my two tickets. I always it's less donate. people to win the Hang raffle. On. Hang on, I'll go and see your name in here. If, well, if, yeah, last night I did it. Oh, hang on. Let's have a look. If you no, oh, if you see. win, if you win, and it's one of Len's portraits, mm. are, are no, it's gonna... not. A, it's not uh, a portrait I'm oh, giving away now. Oh, uh, what is it? What is it? Or we're uh-huh. not. But it's funny you should ask, buddy. That's that's that's, <laughs> a, that's a, link. a lovely that's link. A, that is the running order. I didn't even give him the running order, and he's just gone in now. Bang! Tell us, Len, what <laughs> is it you're giving? Well, well look. Because of COVID, I'm a little bit behind on... Uh, I'd like to remind people, although 2020 is a shit year, it's still the 40th anniversary of us winning something. And thus, I'm bringing out the storyboard artworks this week. Uh, and Russ will be one of the first to have one of those. Uh, there's plenty of them. Uh, there's plenty of scenes from the film. Um they're all presented wonderfully because I've done them in a, in a nice Canyon Town Studio frame or shrink wrapped. And you'll be able to get them from com. various charities, various ex-players at events. Uh, there is no set price. They're all the different um, the price depending on where you're getting because some are signed, some aren't, some are multiple characters, but they're very, very collectible. Uh, you'll see them very soon. And the idea of them is that they're all one-of-a-kind artworks. And I want football fans, regardless of how much money you're earning at the moment, to, to stand a chance of owning one so you can say that you've got some real art on your wall, real individual one-of-a-kind art on your wall, and you'll see them soon, I'm sure. Really, so keep your keep your eyes uh, peeled for that is a prize worth winning. I thought I'd say, yeah, better, better than done. Nigel's mug, Crystal Palace mug. That's for well, sure. It depends. <laughs> well, depends on if Vince Hilaire drank out of it. Yeah, it? exactly. Or if you're a Palace fan, or if you're a Palace fan, yeah, 
listening to this West Ham podcast, which would be rather what? bizarre. They are weird. Yeah. Well, they oh, no, walk home they, on they're, they're worthy. Oh, yeah, they did, didn't they? Yeah. Mm. But they're worthy. They're worthy um, prizes there, mate. Cool, yeah. yeah. I might I might enter several times in order to get one of those. Actually, look, what have I got here? I've got, what about, I've got football row. Oh, that's just great. Desire. Do you know what? You can record that and sell that on Shutterstock as a sound. Do you reckon? Yeah, about 10 pence a time. <laughs> 10 pence a time. Well, this is 10p, is it? I like, you know, I like to open you. Yeah, I'll, we'll be. have to do that. That's good. That's my football row. Uh, that ain't going. I'm not gi- not giving. I've got here some mugs from the 1970s. Oh, my dog's just walked in. No, that ain't a call for you to eat. Go on, sod off. And I've got two mugs that are the same. So I'm wondering, these are oh. these are these are lovely mugs. I wonder if I um, I'll send you pictures now, and uh, you can tell me whether you think it'd be a worthy prize. Because I. The, the, the thing with me is, is that it's great to donate, and you know it is great to donate to charity. But then, when you're a collector, you, you, you sort of go, "Yeah, but I sort of quite like that." Yeah. So if I you find know some... no one's going to appreciate it like you. Yeah, and then I think, well, if I've got two of them, then it's sort of at least I can look at one and think, "Well, yeah, all right," you know. And you know, the other one's gone for a worthy cause. Yeah. So, yeah. obviously, it's the mug at the front. It's a bit out. I'll send it to you still, and then you can both say, actually, that wouldn't be a bad prize to give away. This really works on a radio show, though, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. So, that's on its way in. Oh, Nick, But there you go. So, look out for that. And then, what else are you doing um, as you portraits coming along? Or you've just been pushing the... Um, no, original they, artwork. They're coming, they, they are coming along well. Um, but I need to start getting to production with some footballers soon and make some new projects. So obviously the less pull, no, not the less portraits I can do. Um, yeah, I'm doing plenty of portraits, but I want to sort of keep that, um, keep being able to handle that rather than take more on. So um, you're going to see Lots more of everything. So, so what? What I can see you doing like like um, a Ringo Star type video, you know. Where I don't know if you see the Ringo Star video he did, where he did uh, peace and love, peace and love. Uh, n- don't send me any more items to be autographed. No more oh, items. No, 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 <laughs> peace no. and love, peace and love. You know? uh, no, no, nothing like that. No, <laughs> nothing like that. No, no, no. Keep keep getting the portraits. I enjoy. I love doing them. But um, oh, that's good. Uh, yeah. The, the so the, the what I'm trying to say is the crowd scene uh, that I was talking to you about last week went up, and that's that little bit with yes. Did that, you see I, yourself in Stel? You I didn't, did you? I haven't. You mate, haven't. No. Well, this is the point. This is the old oh. point. It's twenty hours of work. Oh, is this the, the one that you seen it? Is this the one you said? Two seconds of footage or something? Point two. If you point don't mind. two seconds. Am I in it? Am I? Yeah. yeah. You're there to. in the crowd giving it the big one. I'm going to have to look that up. But this is it. This is how long it takes. And what I'm trying to say is, this because this is how much ter- this is how much time I need. I need to sort of um, 
designate that amount of time each week to do stuff like that, to keep you somewhat entertained and to sort of um, um, do stuff for the people who bought portraits. Because I just I don't want to just take people's money. You know, here's a portrait. I've got the money sold off. I, I, you know, the friends of the studio. And I want to I want to keep it that way. And that's the unique thing about it, though, mate. Because it's you know it make it does make you feel part of that that whole you know West yeah. Ham family community. When you when you see yourself, it, you know, um, I bet I bet people have sort of meant you know messaged you and gone, oh, that's tops. You know, yeah. I bet they really respect that, and it and it makes you. So you're not just buying a portrait; you're actually buying a, a, an experience. That's what you said. Kind of, yeah, yeah. you are. Yeah. Uh, what comes across from the, the people at the portraits is. They feel like they can't get close to the club and the players of the club anymore. And with this feeling, seeing visually them as West Ham fans, it feels like they're including into something. And so I always want to keep a little bit of time to do that because mm. that's what I want that to be. I don't want it to, to sort of always look like I'm selling products. That's far from what I'm trying to do. So I'm thinking getting these um, these original artworks, knowing that they're always there, and that when when rushes come, like Father's Day did a few weeks ago, when I was working all the way through the night because I didn't think people would really want portraits, and loads of people did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next time, I'm sort of I have another product to sell, so I'm not. Working well, you got not that wee willy winky. You got Christmas coming up, didn't you, mate? Yeah, no, that will fly by, won't it? Yeah. That'll, that'll be before you know it. So, trying yeah. to get ahead of the game. Talking of trying to get ahead of the game, this has got no reason to say that apart from this. <laughs> I loved it. What's going on there? You all there right? You go. Yeah, that was just. I'm just. Uh, apparently, that's what Sean does. So we have to fill yeah. in there and a bit. Yeah. So yeah, it's a bit of jazz for you still. Don't knock it, son. It was a bit more bluesy than jazz. You know? It was a oh, bit was more it? bluesy than jazz, mate. But it'll do. Oh, right. It'll do. Oh, right. Did you get that down, Scotts? Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, two questions at once. You, I tell you what, there's some good bands on down at Ronnie Scott's. Not all jazz, you know. There's a lot of blues bands go down there. Obviously. You know, definitely worth it. Upstairs, upstairs at Ronnie's. Uh, downstairs is a bit, bit too traditional, but uh, upstairs at Ronnie's is all right. You know, when when COVID is over, well, I'll take you guys for a night out. Yeah, I like a bit of blues. I can't, I'm not a jazz person. I must admit, it bores the Jesus, all that George Melly crap and and. and Who's the geezer with the saxophone or whatever it was? I'll tell you you a place that you'd prefer. It's Ain't Nothing But The Blues down in Soho. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, I like like a bit of the blues. I think I've been in there. Have you been? It's a tiny little place, but great blues in there. Great blues. But anyway, one, as you it's not a blues podcast. It's not a blues podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it will be all night. Most <laughs> people get the blues after. Yeah, especially with Stell skinning up. Oh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> what it's only because you passed me the roach in the first place. <laughs> oh, dear, dear. 
<laughs> I don't do that sort of stuff. Anything mate. like that anymore, he says. Uh, yeah. Too old for it. Uh, too old for it. Amsterdam 2001, the last time, people. <laughs> uh, two hours sitting on a pavement waiting for my legs to start working again. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and the Dutchman walking past going, yeah, you English, you just can't take it. <laughs> and, he, and he's bloody right. I'll tell, right. you what, I, I'll tell you what, though, I did have a smile on my face for the whole time I was sitting on the pavement waiting no. for my legs to just start working. <laughs> <laughs> that white widow, mate, I'll tell you, went straight. Whoa. Anyway. Anyway. But this ain't a joint podcast. No. <laughs> it's not, this isn't a cannabis podcast. <laughs> it's not a, yeah, it's not a, it's a damn cafe <laughs> bar. Podcast. We've, just, we've just had about half Sorry, the views. Half the views have switched Sorry, off Sean. going. Yeah. Sean Good must job, be. Don't listen. Sean Global is... Chillage was the, uh, was the uh, cafe of choice. Do you reckon, <laughs> is, Sean, is Sean still in the Isle of Wight? Yeah. Oh, I, bet, I... I bet he's listening to this podcast and sweating in his shepherd's pie. You know, he yeah, must be yeah. thinking, what the hell's going on here? So I forgot to but do my thinking... Sean in the Isle of Wight roundup. Should I do it quickly? <laughs> Go so on, folks, Sean's been in the Isle of Wight all week, and this is where he's been. He's been to Buddle Inn in Nitron, where he'd been as a kid. He went to the Checkers Inn in Ventnor. He had a nice meal there. He then went to the Vernon Tavern as well. That sounded good. Don't forget, he also went in the Fisherman's Cottage. I think he had a nice fish and chips there. He then went to the White Mouse Inn, who do a good meal. Uh, he went to Pavarotti Restaurant. I think that was for Italian. And then he also visited the Spyglass Inn. There, there you go. go. There you go. Isn't In it? and out the inns. This I mean, still, you say he's sweating his shepherd's pie, but he probably has his shepherd's pie in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> dear, oh dear. Do you reckon he wakes up for a midnight snack? And has a, a leg of lamb or something. He's, well, he's, he's got I, the microwave on a timer, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he says it's for security, so it looks like someone's in. Yeah. I tell you, I don't think I'll be invited back on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, you luck. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, anyway. Poor question time we did the theme tune i'm not doing it again i put earlier four hours ago exact recording tonight hugh and jetty both gone looks like new strikers needed i put any scouts out there want to give us who you think we should get because there's loads of scouts aren't there on twitter they're all out there yeah they're all out also there. Put, is there any accountants out there I'd like to explain why they think we're skint because everyone was an accountant the other night he says, I put, as usual, anything else is welcome. I'll guest presenter tonight as well, joining myself and Baron Len of Canning Town. There you go. You've been elevated to a baron. <sighs> First up, after all that, I've put the Armia, I've put Len here, and I've put guest presenter. And the first up is Ali Jones, who says, could Sean explain why <laughs> a pitiful amount? Well, also, he fucking can't say it. Can he? He ain't here. He's still on holiday, Ali. Didn't you read what I put? Can he explain why two supposed good businessmen and Lady Brady can't sell our players for more than tuppence every time? Showing his age there, tuppence. 
Oh, he wants us to explain why Hugo also wasn't also branded a failure or a flop by him or the other racist. I think he's talking about Hugh. Was it anything to do with the fact he wasn't a Pellegrini signing or a foreign fancy, Dan? Mm. Oh, we won't go there, people. Pathetic is what we are. We are two weeks away from the season. We've got one recognised striker and we aren't close to signing anyone. Got players missing from our pre-season with no reason. You must have watched your show last night, Anderson, Diop and Rice. I uh, didn't say Diop was missing. But did you not? Rice was definitely missing from Scotland. Yeah. Ooh. Well, that's because they like porridge up there. Uh, clubs around us are signing players and we're twiddling our thumbs. The only club complaining about COVID is us. He's put much love to the others on the pod. Sean, not so much. Oh, that's cutting. That's cutting on like Ali. Dear, oh dear. Next up, Martin Payne. There's a man with a West Ham name, if ever there was one. Uh, evening, gents, he says. Suarez is available. Would you take on one season gamble? Brady out. Would you reckon Suarez still? No. He no, wouldn't come to us anyway. Had a bit of bite up front, wouldn't he? <laughs> Very good. Boom, boom. He's right. He he would go nowhere near West Ham. He he'd, he'd expect a big club to come in for him, wouldn't he? You know, playing Champions League. Or... Are you saying we're not a big club still? Well, you do you dissing us? Well, we got a lot of fans talking us down now. That's <sighs> not the attitude we'd far like. Bit, far bit from me to do that. Dear, oh dear. Next up, it's Tally Ho. It's John Hunt. Uh, evening, boys. Do you think Golden Sullivan would look back at their time owning Birmingham and Assels and think they've been awful owners, or are they so arrogant that they think they've been successful? Brady out. Brady out. Who wants to go on, Jay? You answer that one. Do you reckon? What do you think they'll do? If if the owners are giving themselves marks out of ten, what do I think they'll give themselves? Yeah. Oh, I think they would give themselves an eight or a nine. But that's not what I'll give them. Oh, no. Is that the question? That was the question, yeah. Thank you very much. If, do you think the girls will look back at the time in Birmingham and ourselves and think they've been all for hours? Um, no, I don't think they do. No. I don't think, John, I don't think people who do these things, like buy football clubs, are like that. They don't see themselves, well, you got, all you've got to do is look at Donald Trump. He's the best at everything. Nobody likes XXX as much as me. And it's that attitude that they got right through. That no, I don't. I think they think they're great. Yeah, I we think don't. They, I agree with that. I think um, I think they still got it in the back of their minds that they've saved us, and yeah. uh, and we should be grateful. And uh, and Sullivan thinks he's the best thing since sliced bread when it comes to negotiating contract deals, and it's probably why we're in the half the mess that we're in with our squad. Or squads of the past. Hmm. I mean, I mean, if they're so, if you got to look at why they look at the move, they still believe. I genuinely still believe that they think that they've done the right thing with the move, and and that that, that it, it's been the fans that are a problem with the move. Nothing that they've done is a problem. Well, so, if if you look at it as a businessman, they did the right thing with the move. As a businessman. For them, for their pockets, absolutely, because they don't have the outlay that the, they would have had at uh, the bowling ground, you know. Um, but uh, when it comes to the fan experience and what we've experienced, is the worst move in the world. 
And we all know that. But for them, they've probably made a shed load of money out of the move. Or they've saved a shed load of money out of the move. Yeah. You know? So you, if you look at it from their perspective, it was the right move for them. If you look at it from everybody else, everybody else's perspective, the, the footballing side, of course it weren't the right move. We all know that. But they don't care. They're there to make money. Brady is there to make them money, which is why she won't go. That they don't need. That they don't need. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, the club does, though. Uh, Aaron James Chick. I love it with people with three names. Evening, gents, he says. So we've offloaded two fringe strikers and there are a few more, more, a few more that Moyes wants to get rid of. But do you think teams would want them? Doesn't seem like anyone's beating the door down at Randerson or Lanzini. Um, of the players that he wants to get rid of, who do you think will end up staying? Um, I think we've done that earlier, isn't it? I think we agreed that Lanzini's probably the one that's going to get a go, if any of them's going to go. Also, here we go. If you could pick one former player at their peak to put in our side now, who would you have? For me, it'd be Di Canio. Right. Now. Right so now. One former player at their peak mm-hmm. to put in our side now. Julian Dix all day long. Yeah, we need a left back. Get that left side sorted out. Aaron's, Aaron's hearing this and thinks, you know what, Lenny's right. We do need Julian Dix right now. Still? Rather than... I would I would have said a defender or I would have said someone like Billy Bonds who who could play in defence or who can play in central midfield just to add, add that bit of steel um, in, in the squad. Tony Gale, could play right back, could play right back as well. I say right back would be great. Yeah. But one of those old school, no-nonsense defenders, you know, who's not going to take any, any shit really. So, yeah. I, I, I think Julian Dix is about the right move because we need a you're right, mate. We need a left back more than anything. Yeah, we need a striker. We need centre backs and all that. But we do desperately need a no nonsense left back. Yep. Julian Dix is a good move. Are you nice? What do you think? It's a tough one. Uh, for me, depends what you think we need, isn't it? Goals, isn't it? Goals are fun, as I said. Still, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Goals are fun, and Got to get and, the ball up there, though. You know, and and let them score three as long as we score three or four. So I would be going for an out and out striker. So um, Rossi. Oh no, it probably. I, I mean, <laughs> Decanio, Vic Watson, maybe Sid Puddlefoot for Sean's one or Pop yeah. Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple there that I think. Uh, People could come in. That's a joke, people, obviously. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. For me, I'd, it'd have to be a strike. I, I'm, I'm Irving. I know it's like everybody goes swim, but if I think of a player for me who's the greatest, the greatest footballer I've ever seen with the ball at his feet playing for oh, West Ham yeah. was Paolo. Yeah. yeah. But. Do you think we're choosing it because we just want to ignore the rest of the shit? We could, if we're watching watching Paolo do that on a Saturday. You didn't care about anything else, did you? No. When he was doing it. Yeah. So are we burying our head in the sand by saying Di Canio? But, you know, you say that. I mean, we had it recently, did, didn't we, with uh, everybody's most hated football, uh, West, ex-West Ham player in Dimitri Payet. We still had yeah. a pretty shit. We had a, still had a pretty oh, shit defence. Oh, it's love now. Defence was terrible, funny. wasn't it? 
Look at the it reception was. he gets on Twitter now. Oh, he's really? loved. Why is um, that then? Well, because what happens is is that the mists of time fuck mm. the brain. Mm. No one remembers the Decanio not turning up at, yeah. at Sunderland and stuff. We, we, and his petulance when Glenn Rodel was the manager um, possibly uh, was as much, not as much to blame for us going down, but it didn't help the situation. People no, forget Decanio was bombed out of the squad in the February and didn't reappear until Glenn Roder got took ill and Brooking come in and Brooking was like clean slate. What we've got to do, we've got to get the Canio back into the team. Will he play for us? Now, when you listen to Trevor at these Amers legends and he tells you that there's a, there's a lot that he says, but there's a lot that he don't say in that the Canio was probably fit, not playing, possibly not training that he had to ring, get people to ring the canio and ring and say, you know, Paolo, will you come? The fact that we had to do that says that there was a problem with the canio's attitude towards the club there, mm. in a way. So, I don't know. And then, uh, you know, we've had we we've had these mavericks over over the years, haven't we? I mean, even more recently, Anatovic, you know, who. Ended up thinking he was the bee's knees, and he had one fairly good season for us. And uh, see, you need these players. Well, I, think you, I, think, I think you're doing it. I think he had a good 18 months for us. Okay, okay, but you know, they they get to a point. A, a lot of players who who they they feel like they've done more than enough. They they they, they should do it throughout their whole contracts and not. Uh, uh, you know, like Paolo doing that. You know, we always used to hear that Paolo didn't want to play play away games. You know, he always went missing and and stuff like that. And even and, though he was at Everton when he caught the ball up north, I just, I, yeah, just played yeah. Devil Kazanka. Yeah. All yeah, this yeah. he did yeah, travel yeah. north. Yeah, yeah. He managed to get the Goodison Park to catch the ball. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think the mist of time. See, still they're fogging your brain, mate. Yeah, yeah. 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 There you go. Uh, next up is Dazlar. Hello, he says. Uh, here from the queue at Milan Airport. On oh. the way home. I don't know if he's been scouting. He said, is Hugo going to do in a jetty and cast out on whether we had enough trust in them in the first place or are they now at the levels where they can perform? I think you're right there, Daz. Are we going to replace them with like-minded, lower-level strikers anyway? Well, there is that to think about. Surely too much pressure on Haller Antonio to stay fit. He's got a question. Selene. Would you become a permanent fixture, please, as you had further wit to compliment the shed man? There you go. We're like, we're like a dove. That sounds like a rhetorical question. Well, yeah. Well, that's, that's, uh, what am I going to listen to on Tuesday morning? Yourself. Uh, oh, uh, I already know what's going to be said. Got no podcast. Then all day Tuesday, I'm going to think it's not Tuesday. <laughs> then the rest of my week's going to be screwed. I don't know, Dale. I'm going to have to think about this. It's well, a big commitment. <laughs> but to well, be fair, we screwed everyone's week last week by recording it on a Tuesday. And oh, we did, out. didn't we? Um, that did screw me up. Oh, my Megs having to bleed and edit it as well, but we'll get to him later. Well, didn't he, though? He did, didn't he? Even though yeah. he made us look like a couple of Muppets, because there we are talking about no theme tune, and then the dickhead stuck the theme tune on the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, he did. And we sung well, the theme the, tune at the end, which I thought was a lot. funny thing about it was, it wasn't until he sent us a message, he went, nice podcast, guys. Yeah. I thought, oh, I might have to listen to this. Yeah. 
What was good about that? Uh, yeah, for me, it felt... Do you think that? It, do you know, I said, I said we needed that person that we could take the piss out of. Yeah, uh, we did. I'm, I'm, we found him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dazzler, Gary's on, says he can be an accountant. Here he goes. Earn more than we spend. And while GSB here, we always seem to be a poorer cousin. Brady outs. Basically Brady out. economics. I did economics at school, people. Uh, naturally, I failed it, obviously. Uh, but there you I go. think the board have as well with all the signings yeah. that we well, have. and Probably did that course that I did then. Uh, <laughs> I, I learned about bear markets and bull markets. And that's about, you know, I, I think that's what I can remember. Uh, hello, Phil. It's Lee Sarge Goddard. Oh, <coughs> There you go. I don't know if he's any right. Why Why was Goddard called Sarge still? He went, oh. Uh, Sorry. I, I, I don't know. Oh. Oh, I don't know. Oh, you don't, don't I you? I don't know. Oh, I love this one. Mm. Go on. He was in the boys' brigade. He was. <coughs> and he got an higher rank than me, mate, because I only made Nance Corporal 12 years. What I didn't you do as I a child? <laughs> Nigel, what didn't you do? <laughs> I was 12 years, second Thames sides uh, down at the Baptist Memorial on the Barking Road, opposite Plasto, Nick. I don't know how you fitted balls to win. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The the, the funny thing about what I like about boys brigade is you got the sergeant. There used to be, you know, as you went through, and, and, and I got to like six, as you get to like older, you start helping out with the younger kids. And you start oh, to bring them through. And what happens when I've got the 19 or 18 is it's, then you then become on to become an officer and you stay, they want you to then become to be a leader and, and help bring the younger boys through. When I got to that age, it was like, Nige, the door's over there. <laughs> <laughs> Keep away from the children and fuck off. <laughs> Nothing Jimmy Savile about it, people. I just want to highlight that. Yeah, it was uh, perhaps my my sort of the things I got up to outside of the Boys Brigade uh, was frowned upon by the church. Don't like them type of people. But anyway, (laughs) still, and I only made uh, Lance Corporal. I only got one strike. I made Corporal, but it was for a short period. Uh, anyway, but still, yeah. Not that I was jealous of old Sarge Goddard with his free strikes. <laughs> Lee goes on, says, hello, fellas. I'm not sure the striker situation is as cut and dry as we may think, i.e. two out, one in. As we know, Moyes seems to prefer one up top. So with Antonio, everyone keeps putting Antonio in as a striker now and how they're available. Yeah, and Silver waiting in the wings. Does Moyes need or want another one? Bearing in mind our lack of funds and desperate need to spend on the defence, that's unless Moyes wants to get in a partner for Hall at the plate to his strengths. But having said that, his tactics so far haven't alluded to it. So it could be possible or viable we start the season without a new striker. Brady out. Brady, a lot of Brady out. Brady out. Brady out. Nicholas Harvey. Evening, gents. So Sean is still off being a restaurant critic then. And that's why I had to point out where the pubs he's been. Strike, as he says, perhaps Moyes has worked out how we can get the best out of Ella. But he would like to see Mitrovic from Fulham, but he suspects not. Uh, the reason we're skint is down to a little bloke in Cuban Hills insists on not being average players for too much money or too long a contract. It's as simple as that. Uh, the question for you guys is how many points on the board by the end of October? So, by the end of October, so we've got Newcastle, Arsenal, Wolves, Leicester, Spurs, City, and Liverpool. 
I reckon um, we're going to surprise a few teams out so of that lot. I, actually. Yeah, yeah go on then. If we if we maintain the form yeah. that we had at the end of this se- at the end of the last season, yeah, and given that the uh, the the uh, period between the the oh, end of season and new season is quite short, uh, I reckon we we might come out of the we might come out all right out of those games. We're not going to win every single one of them, obviously, but I reckon we'll get a few points out of those. Yeah, I points. reckon we'd be in double figures after all that lot. Yeah, because well, how positive I am. Yeah, and we and we always start positive, don't we? We always start the season going. We're going to finish top six, and then we go. We'll be lucky if we just scrape out of relegation. Oh, yeah. oh, so one, it's just me that thinks three, we'll get four, five. Then <laughs> there's twenty-one points on the board. I think we do all right. I think we'll lose to Newcastle and Arsenal. I think we'll beat. Uh, I think we'll draw with Wolves. We'll beat Leicester. And we'll get a point against Spurs, but then we'll lose to City and Liverpool. That's my five. Well, yeah, let's take the let's take the the City and Liverpool game out. I think I think we're going to beat Newcastle. I think we'll beat Newcastle. I think, I think we might draw against Arsenal. Agreed. I think we might draw against Wolves. Yeah, we'll beat that. I think we'll beat Leicester. I was going to say we'll that. Beat Tottenham that early. So that's that's, early that's doors, eleven points we'll there Tottenham. for you. That's right. That's what I was thinking. About and I, eleven. And I reckon when we get to that point, when we're up against City or Liverpool, you know, we did all right against Liverpool. Don't forget in our last game. All right, we lost three two, but we played yeah. really well against them. We were yeah. really unlucky. Yeah, we did. And uh, and I think Moyes has got. I hate it. I hate it. But I think Moyes has got a plan when he plays the big boys. You know, he put he puts poor road Antonio. 40 yards ahead of everyone else. And he tells the players, as soon as you get it, kick it to him. And we'll sprint that 40 yards to catch up with him in order to help him out. And it almost worked against Liverpool, you know, mm. uh, ironically. Uh, I reckon, I, I, I'm with I'm with Jay. I, I think we're going to, we won't do as badly as people think, mm. to be honest. There's a certain feeling of, I know what you said about the form after the, the two was it two crap games we played? We played Tottenham and yeah, you know, we could have lost. And we could Wolves. have lost them Wolves. playing well. Mm. Um, probably not the Tottenham game because I didn't think Tottenham were great either. But we could have played well and lost them. Uh, we come back and we look like we were in a little bit of a groove. And there might be some kind of advantage that Moyes is getting. The football has been very stop-start lately, and no one's stopped and started more than Moyes lately, has they? No. You know what I'm saying? So it may be... To be fair, that's my theory. Well, I think we'll lose the two games. I think it mm. I think it will take us time to catch up again or to get into the swing of it. And then once he's got them playing regular, hopefully... It, well, it, you know, mate, we've got five friendlies between now and the start of the season. Uh, we've got two tomorrow. Yeah, uh, but, don't, yeah but they're, they're one of them done off, under 23. Off, yeah. No, no, no. The under 23s played the other day. Uh, against Cambridge, oh. and uh, tomorrow we got Wickham and is it Ipswich? So what? What we got like the Claret team out on, oh, on yeah, one game, yeah, yeah. and I the like Blue those. team out I on like the other. Those. Is that what we got? It's, That'd be good, wouldn't it? it, hey? it, it you know what? You hey, should, that'd be good. You should do that tomorrow morning, mate. Put Shall a I? whole team out. Get. I'll send you a list of the whole squad, and you say, "Here's the Blue team. Here's the here's the Claret team. Yeah. Who's going to play against Wickham? Who's going to yeah. play against Ipswich?" I mean, 
He's only got tonight to draw all the players. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> he's, you know, he's not got I nothing else to do. Like. He's got them all on stock already. Yeah. Must have. Dear. <laughs> You're joking. This is what I mean. <laughs> dear. Oh, dear. Hey, yeah, no, well, I, I don't oh, need dear. sleep. You're all right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's well, my own <laughs> life, that is. <laughs> someone... That's my life. That is someone like with a big smile on their face. I know what we can do. We can, <laughs> how many pitch nights I've worked in ages? I know what we can. I'll come up with a really good idea. No, you fucking ain't. It's twenty to two. <laughs> do you know what? That see. was like a marketing pitch. And what I've now got is that the, the, the James yeah, down can, in the basement, down yeah. in, in the in, that's in exactly the living room, and the suits upstairs are gone. I'll tell you what. Tell <laughs> them exactly downstairs what it is. tomorrow. I want this done, and it's half past eight at night, and I don't care. They're not going on yeah. to done. That's exactly my knife. Tell Stell like, was upstairs, couldn't you? <laughs> yeah. You yeah. do this, you do this, you do that. What do you want on your pizza? Yeah. <laughs> That's like, and then and then you get a margarita and say they run out of everything else. <laughs> and then all the pricks come in the next morning for work and say, oh, you knife look rough. I ain't been fucking home. <laughs> what's wrong with your eyes? The people say, oh, what's wrong with your eyes? I'm been a fucking sleep. <laughs> and anyway, that was my yeah, advertising right. career. Yeah. Back, <laughs> back to more than just the <laughs> That was my Stel's giving me career. flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was my marketing career and your adver- advertising career in a nutshell. Yeah. In a nutshell. Yeah, exactly. That's it. <laughs> dear While dear whilst man. Nigel was standing outside trying to pick the fucking lock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> John Nick with a match. No, I was picking your door lock while you was at work. <laughs> Kept him working like I can nip me in quick. But, oh, dear, oh dear. I used to go into mate's houses and just move things about. But anyway, <laughs> I was. <laughs> oh, that was. I used to enjoy doing that. Um, oh, Brady out. Nicholas finishes with. I've got to get that in. Ed Hughes, with a nice bit of squirrel, uh, says, good luck to Hugh Gill. He sees his jetty scored at the weekend, but maybe it's how they were being played rather than the actual players. Yeah, you're right, because unfortunately, he never got to play against Dundee United's defence when he was down in the But <laughs> 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 You know, this it's, is terrible. A jetty is a well-cast player, people. It's just our luck that he never got to play against Dundee United when it was our turn to play him. I tell you what, lads. I was at Oxford in the cup last last season, and I saw a Yeti play for myself. Yeah, and he, he was, was clean. He, he, he was clean through on goal, and he virtually fell over the ball. Yeah, I mean, he was he was woeful. I remember the guy. You know, I, I, I used to. Try, I don't like slagging off players, and generally, you see, I try not to do it. But when I said all of Jetty was good for was tying your boat to, mate, that was exactly what I meant. <sighs> Perhaps it is a bit harsh, but anyway, you're no harsher than what Art would fake. You know, Art Twitter go mad at him, think he's a waste of money, blah, blah, blah. We sell him, he scores a goal, and all of a sudden, because it's, it's, it's Moises and the owners' fault, because so they didn't give him a chance. Next up, Ziggy Stardust. David Jones. Oh, Dave. There you go. Evening all. He says, see the fire sale has started, but that will make enough to buy anyone that will keep the Twitter masses happy. He says, it's strange that we seem intent on selling strikers. Seems West Ham don't see scoring goals very important. Dave saw the Cholton fan stage just sitting at the Valley. 
do you yeah. think it's on the agenda of the West Ham disgruntled young trying something similar? Well, for those that don't know, Cholton fans stormed the uh, the ground or had a protest at the ground. They managed to get into the ground and did a sit-in at the, in the ballroom where they sung their songs and they had a, a bagpiper play Mull of Kintai. And the Cholton fans sung along. It, it, it was curious, but I, I see this because my uncle, uh, my, my dad's family were all Cholton fans. So it, it, I, that one I couldn't work out. So any Cholton fans listening, tell me what that was about. And, and, the Mullican tyre bit. Well, yeah. Well, you know, there's a, there's a, he, all up, a proper job like Anton, but in his kilt and his bagpipes, standing in the ballroom, playing Mullican tyre on the bagpipes, and the Cholton fans start singing a song. I think that was Christmas number one in 1978. Or actually, that could have I been Phony M. But uh, was it 77? Malakintai. I thought it was 77, but I remember it being, no, it's 78. 78, the Christmas number one was, no, 77, sorry. 77, Christmas number one. And then the first number one is 78, I think. It's not a number one podcast, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, we'll do that another time. Um, <clears throat> carrying on the theme of... Uh, <coughs> animated people. Mandatory oh. animation question is what he says. If you could be Get Mr. Bean for a day, what would you oh. dress up as and why? Mr. Ben Stell, do you remember? Did you get that back home uh, mate, in Cyprus? I, uh, <laughs> Did you grow up in Cyprus, Stell? Mate, I was born in Islington and was raised in North London. <laughs> Don't listen to him. Dear, my dear. <laughs> I, I believe Mr. Ben, uh, a festive road, uh, festive road was, was Putney. Did you know that? It was based in Putney. Well, he, he had to be posh he wore a bowler hat, so... David McKee. Sorry. One of my favourite things, Mr. Ben. I used to love Mr. Ben. Oh, I just can't. This is the best thing. I think it's only 13, Mr. Ben. Is that all they made? Really? Um, all of these. Now, listen, all of the these, um, we spoke about Campbellwick Green. And, yeah. Um, they're only sort of 12, 20 minutes. There's actually, I've done more animation in everybody's second team, far more than there is in Mr. Ben. And you get the impression that they just went on for years. Well, they did go yeah, they, for years, but... Well, they did because they, the appeal lasted that long. To be no, fair, it's... my all-time favourite, Eyeball the Engine. That was uh, that was David McKee as well, I think. Hello, Eivor. Same animation house. And the dragon. Yeah. The guy that done that... Um, um, I'm trying the to dragon think. wasn't oh, called what? Puff, was it? That was different. Uh, Puff the Puff Magic, the magic Dragon. Dragon. Cannabis. Yeah. Pride of Irons tried to sign him up. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> moving on, you didn't answer. If you uh, could the be Red Mr. Knight. Pimper a day. Num- yeah, the first, first episode, I, w- I would be the Red Knight. I w- would kill the dragon. All right. Well, Year I was born, I think, 72. What did he... Um, 72, 73. Did he... Uh... Did he go into the jungle? I think I remember the one where he went yeah. into the jungle. That's the one yeah. for me. I'd be the jungle. The pif- the and the one thing I've always wondered about the jungle is, do they have footpaths? Because you know, like over here when you go to a forest. They do in Malaysia. There's always a footpath. You know, I don't have to hack my way through because 
there's a path there. So yeah. in the jungle, you know when you see these like Tarzan films when we were kids that that slashed their way through with a did they have to do that or why not just follow the footpath? It's well, always one moment. What do you reckon, still, Mister Ben? <laughs> I'm trying to think of the characters. If, if he's referencing which character, you know, let me run through the, the Mister Ben. Good, right? go on then. Yeah, go on then. Okay, go on. Then. It started off with Red Knight. He slayed the dragon. That was the first one. I can't remember the orders. Then he was a hunter. Uh, then he was a he was in a circus. I think he might have been a clown. He went on a balloon. He went into space. He was a cook. He was a diver and a cowboy. Uh, there was Mr. Ben on the magic carpet. Mr. Ben on the pirate ship. There's a few more I've missed out. I'll tell you, uh, my my old man uh, used to watch a load of uh, Western movies. He used to love all that. So did mine. Yeah, he used to love. So I've got to say it's got to be a cowboy. Yeah. I had you done more as a pirate still. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why either. No, I don't know why. <laughs> oh, I'll give it dear. nostalgia for, for my old man because he loved Western movies. Cowboy. Nice. What about you, Nigel? I, yeah, I did. I'd Either. be the jungle man, wouldn't it? Um, they didn't have a locksmith, did they? No. 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 Um... I'd be a jungle. I'd, I'd I'd be Mr. Ben. The one I remember is in going in the jungle. Or I'd be uh, Mr. Jones and it uh, Joe Vival the engine. But that wasn't a question. No. Oh, next Dave up, Dave would do either the engine next week. Yeah, we'd we'd do that. Uh, I'll Matt, tell you what. I'll tell you what. On. Being on the other side of the podcast, I now know why it takes you so long to answer the questions. <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah, they just raise another question. <laughs> just like it goes into a whole spiel of something else. Well, quite intriguing. You know, there you go. When you've lived the life that we have lived, you know, it, life yeah. is for sharing. Uh, Matthew Kemp, he says, "How do we need to raise before we can actually buy? How much do we need to raise before we can actually buy anyone?" Well, Matt, it depends who we want to buy. If we want to buy, you know, someone really crap, we need to sell what we've done but if we want to buy someone decent we need to punt a few more of he says the coffers he said the coffers have only been swelled marginally these are long words for me Matt Can we keep a bit short indeed the club are on an item for nothing it's buying clubs will use this as their advantage does Moyes generally believe he can work with the players he has and realistically what does the club hope to achieve next season he says it's not a great advert when trying to sell season tickets Ooh, I think we'll get to that one soon Rick no Brady out though Matt Can- I don't know. I don't want to like point a finger at you, mate. But you know, we're just uh, next up. Ricky Stainton. Evening, fellas. He says, "This is a good question. Does anyone find it extremely convenient we have a home fixture on Boxing Day? The year yeah. it won't be full." Yeah. yeah, I said. Yeah, that in we my all show. do, Ricky. Yeah, Brady played a trump card. Yeah, I said yeah. that. I, I I raised that in my show last night when I went through yeah, the. I saw uh, it. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. If we if they manage to get more fans back at the stadium. That game will be switched over. I guarantee it. There's no way they'll have a full house. Not that we will have a full house by Christmas. There's no way they will have a full house at the stadium on Boxing Day. There's no what, way that happen. game will not kick off at three o'clock on Boxing Day. Yeah, kick off at nine in the morning or something stupid. <laughs> it'll be late in the evening for TV, or it'll be on the Thursday, or it'll be the 
Yeah, I can't even see them allowing a 12 o'clock kickoff. No. I, I reckon they'll switch it. I reckon they'll end up, you know, they've done it before. Wasn't it for the, uh, when the, um, I don't know what we had, the, the Olympics or whatever it was. Not the Olympics, but you know what I mean. Uh, at the stadium, the first season. Well, we ended up having games. Yeah, when we ended up having to play away games, like because yeah. they had, you know, and I got a feeling that uh, it's a bit convenient, isn't it? Our first home game at the new stadium, and we can't get any fans there. Well, or, look, that's that's December. You know, who who knows? Because there still looks like they're pushing the red with fans in for October. You know, socially distance. Let's see what they may go for. I see. I saw a figure that West Ham's capacity would be sixteen thousand. Now, they they would probably think Stratford could cope with that. But what and the, and the thing what we got to look at is if it is played on Boxing Day, it's what happens in once it's back to hundred percent capacity. Will we then go back? Because you know the, we had our last own Boxing Day game was about five or six years ago, 2014, 2013. Yeah, our last season at the bowling. No, that was away. We was away, I think, that Boxing Day. Were we? Yeah. So we're, we're the only club that hasn't had an own Boxing Day game in the last five years, that's for sure. So there's obviously something to it. So good question, Rick. Tim Holland, or Dutch to his mates, it goes, evening news lot. Uh, which of the young players do you think will break through this season? Uh Go on, Stel, I'll give you that one. Young player, one young player at the breakthrough this season. Connor Coventry. Connor Coventry, Ooh. there you go. I like that. See, he didn't Position go round the end. He he's he's a defensive Midland. midfielder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh okay. I, I think he's... Uh, people are talking about Josh Cullen, but I think his time has come and gone. And I reckon Con- Coventry, he's already broken through into the Irish squad as well. He's, uh, he's Noble's replacement. Can he wear number 10? No, no. Yeah, um, Why? Oh, it'd be like ten cc then. Um, <laughs> question for Les. Sorry, he says Len. He says, "What's your favourite modern animation?" Oh, modern. To be honest, about? it's really. It's not that I'm not a fan of modern animation, but I, I like to see things I haven't seen. When it comes to the more the modern stuff, have you seen One Punch Man? No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, there you go. Bit of um, Japanese anime for you. I do like. Um, oh, I don't watch it too heavily. I do like one of the modern animations I like is, and the name's just gone straight out of my head. Isn't that amazing? Um, uh, Archer. I don't know if you know Archer. He's quite slick. Yeah. But the animation isn't too slick. It's a little bit... That's so a drink, behind, but, uh, No, that's Archers. That's oh, like a peach snap. Uh, Archers oh. is like a like a Bond animation, but it's just silly and it's piss-taking. Oh, we'll look it up, don't worry. We'll look it up. Go and look up Archer, people. Let's see what he's talking about. Uh, and he finishes up with a great question, and, and we've all got to choose, ready? So if you were all biscuits, what biscuits would you be? Party ring. Party ring. Just. That's so funny. Like, King of Biscuits, the party ring. Dear, oh dear. Uh, still? Uh, biscuit. I don't eat biscuits, so I don't know. 
Um, uh, That's why cut- part of is great. What's a Greek biscuit then? I, I tell you, I, t- I don't, I've got no idea. I'll have to ask you. I tell you what I like. I like peanut, pe- what they call them, peanut, uh, uh, you get, get like a biscuit with peanuts in them. <laughs> I don't know. If, I'm serious. I can't remember what they're called. But what, they're, they're, in, hour, in the orange, in the orange packet. Uh, yeah, you get them from like Sainsbury's. Yeah, I know what you mean, but it's not a biscuit. Well, it is. It kind of is. It's, yeah, it ain't it's a biscuit. Not, it's sold as a biscuit. It's like a cake, isn't it? What's it called? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't really eat biscuits, so I, I, I'm, uh, no, I don't right. know. Yeah. Garibaldi, me. Garibaldi. I don't like too much sugar in yeah. it. Garibaldi's nice. I like Garibaldi. That'd be me, the Italian revolutionary. Got a square named after me in Palermo. Giuseppe nice. Garibaldi Square. Biscuit, yeah. There you go. I've been there. And the Opera House around the corner. Where me and my sister. Did you sing in there? No. Sing in there. <laughs> me and my sister re- reenacted the last scene from The Godfather 3, which was filmed on the steps of the Palermo. Oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> Much to the disgust of the Italians walking past who did not see the, the funny side of no. <laughs> I bet they never. Oh, dear. Palumi Ogaluna. Welcome back, Palumi. It's been a while. He says, can anyone honestly pick anyone from the current team that will for sure be here in two seasons? All right, get this. with a bear with him, yeah? Because I don't know if this is like a time tunnel text because he says the only person he can think of is Nolan, but he when will be he? on Nolan? a bench player by then. Doesn't seem great for the future of the club. No, <laughs> did he write this in twenty eleven? Palumi, I, I think you need to explain. Uh, Kevin Nolan's a coach, so technically he will be on the bench, but he won't be as a player. Mm. Does he mean Noble? Do you think? It must mean Noble. Maybe he does mean Nolan. He means Noble. Well, if he means Noble, Noble's in his last year of his contract. Yeah. That's why so, he said he would be a bench player by then. That's what I'm guessing. He means noble. Noble. But two he's talking about two years' season. time. So Unless no, he's thinking of Mark Nolan. I mean... Well, just name all the ones that we can't sell. <laughs> They'll be here in two years' time. <laughs> Anderson will be here. Wilshire will be here. And Lanzini will be here. But How about that? If we go down, we won't keep any of them. I think Bowen will be here in two years' time. But Socek, he'll be here in two years' time. It feels like it, doesn't it? Yeah. That's... Who knows, Palumi? Look, never mind two years. Who would have thought, Palumi, six months ago, we'd have lockdown? Yeah. There you go. Who would have thought it? All right. Well, we'll Funny old world, Palumi. It is. Next up, it's old uh, Sean's mate. Gary Prince. He's, luckily, he's put, oh, Sean's mate here, possibly the only one left. Well, cow, <laughs> I think you possibly could be. Uh, I've give up fighting his battles on Twitter, I'll tell you. But I'd, it was, I'd be like the boy with his finger in the dike. Uh, we currently have just one <laughs> recognised first-team striker. Yeah. <laughs> it's only how it's been, mate. Uh, 
the striker with no money to buy anymore. Do you think this is an issue? Of course it's not an issue, Gal. I don't know what you're worried about. The board is trying to run the club in a self-sufficient manner. To be fair, Gal, I think every club should be self-sufficient. The main source of income is TV money, match day income and transfers. The main reason for being skint is the poor running of the club over the last 10 years, resulting in the club failing to generate an adequate level of income on these three fronts. Oh, has he not heard of a comma? To take us on from being a lower half Premier League team with a full stop at the end. That lets me get a breath where I then say the board is a ridiculous idea, but by simply moving stadium, we can solve our money issues. Mm. But fail to have any other idea on how to take us on. A difficult season waits us once more. Yes, Mr. Prince, I think you are very right there. Mm. Next up. It's friend, big friend of the show. It's Mr. Ian Gravett. Evening, lads. He says, hope you're all well. You, Gil and the Jetty, gone for less than 10 million. Do the idiots ruining this club have anything to say? No. Stonewall silence. Well, that's what we want. We don't want to hear from them, to be fair. He said, they can blame all they Pellegrini all they like. But as you said last week, Nigel, somebody has to sign these deals off. They will shit on Moyes as soon as they possibly can. They are technically already, we've got no money diatribe. Well, that is a fact, though. I know it's a thing. I will bash the owners with everything, but we have got no money. It's not spin. It's not an excuse or whatever. It's a fact. People are right, though, when they have, there you go. The reason we've got no money is because you've mishandled it. You know, mm. we've, we've bought 35 strikers, and when you look at how much we paid and how much we've recouped from, we've lost hundred million pound in ten years. Mm. And and therein, just that alone says that's the problem. I, you know, you know, we chatted uh, uh, earlier before the show, and you you mentioned Southampton, mate. Yeah, you know, and how they do things. And uh, I, 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 funny enough, I had a little dig around to see what what they did, and like, you look at Southampton, how they handle their transfers. You know, when they sell a player, they go in and buy a, a, a reasonable player, probably knowing that or, or hedging that they're going to sell that reasonable player on for a decent amount of money. So they had a whole load of youth players coming through like Lalana and Luke Shaw and uh, Chamberlain and players like that. They sell them for decent money, but then they invest some, some of that money back in and they they bought people like Mane, Van Dyke, uh and players like that and then sold them for massive amounts of money. And then when you look at the way we do things, it's scattergun. You know, like we can't make money out of anyone that we buy. You know, even the players that we buy for a little bit of amount of money, like let's take an example, Haksabanovic. We bought him for like only two and a half mil and we sold him for half a mil, you know, and stuff like that. We bought Hernandez, 16 mil. We sell him on to Sevilla uh, for seven mil. And then they go and sell him for more profit to LA Galaxy only four months later. We don't know how to do business when it comes to the transfer market. Market, You know, it's like, uh, it does seem scattergun. There's no rhyme or reason for it. And I reckon, well, that, like that view is just uh, uh, alluded to, we've got no scouting system. So if we've got no scouting system, we don't know who we're buying and what we're buying them for. You know? It's easy when you take it as, as like the past 10 years without looking as to the reason why they bought players at that moment in time. The thing is, is that everything, the, the move has dominated everything. So prior to the move, it was all about staying in the Premier League so we could afford to move. Yeah? Hence why Allardyce was brought in. Then 
it was about the build-up to the move. By luck, and I think it was pure luck, the one good season they've had in their, in, in, in their you know, before the move, I said the two most important seasons in this club's history are the last at the bowling and the first at London Stadium because that sets the tone. By luck, it seems, we got the last season right because that built up the confidence to take forward a move. But then it all fell apart. And and what it is, is they bought for the there and then, not, not, not the future. So they bought players, what you would say, at the peak of their careers, the 27, 28, 29-year-olds, who got no sell-on value. Where if you look at Southampton, they brought in players slightly unknown even though van dyke though was was quite was older but they you know for whatever reason it's worked but what i would say is we came up with southampton at the same time yeah mm-hmm. and they've achieved about the same as we have so after all that where we could say look at the way southampton have done it and everything what have they actually achieved nothing but Same I bet us. they got more money in their bank account than we have. Yeah, but it will, but if you achieve nothing with it, it don't mean nothing, does it? Well, I guess so. With your ritual skin, so. it, it, football fans want to win trophies. So, well, I digress. John Mansfield, he says, the, the club are getting desperate now because they're discounting the new kits before the season starts. Yeah, I know it's Yeah. That. Uh, the reason I haven't bought one is I'm bored of designs which have been reused so many times. Well, when you've got a claret well, body a, and a blue sleeve, John. Yeah, what can you do, you know, John? The, the problem is, is this, I don't know if fans expect shirts. We, we have three new shirts now every year. Years ago, we used to have the same home kit for four or five years. And then they would change the away kit. or And then it went to every other year. So they would change the away kit, have that for two years, and then the next season change the home kit and have that for two years. Then it's all about dragging the money out of her. So they change it every year. and But then it gets to the point where people will go, enough is enough, which I think's happened now. Mm. <sighs> Remember we chatted about this some time ago, mate, and uh, we agreed that they got all the kit, the history of the kits all all lopsided yeah because all the uh kits that they produced at the last year at the bowling were went back to the original you know some of them went back to the original thames ironworks like the yeah. dark the black kit which is uh a kit that thames ironworks i think wore um dark blue, and, yeah. yeah and what the club should have done this season if they really wanted to you know really sort of celebrate the 120 125 years whichever one you want to pick they could have gone right back. They could have gone. They could, they could have given us something completely different and gone right back to maybe the first kit that West Ham ever wore that you and I talked about the blue the blue shirt with the black yeah. was it black shorts or black uh, socks or whatever it was. Yeah, you know, they could socks, have, white. So it was white. Uh, it was like what I would call the sky blue with the claret down the side of the shorts, white shorts, and then black socks. Yeah, they could have done that. They did that year. a couple of years ago. Well, that's it. That's it. They did that. What was it in the first season at the new ground or second or third? I think. Second or third. Yeah. So they got everything. They should have saved those kits for now. You know, the uh, all those commemorative kits, you know, because I th- I kind of agree, I, you know, what do you do with a claret and blue shirt? Yeah, there's not a lot you can do, but uh, it's not really commemorating 125 years, is it really? 
No. Funny, I drew a Leeds United anniversary shirt uh, uh, last week, and you, you think you've got problems, you know, designing a a anniversary shirt. Imagine in Leeds United, you're playing white, and they just, just <laughs> look at these kits, and all these kits are the same. Do you know you know what I remember about Leeds kits in the seventies is the way they, oh, they had were great in the seventies, weren't they? Yeah, the yeah, LUFC, the way it was like scribed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, yeah. Went around into, that's in one of my original animation artworks. Is funny, it? You mention, have have yeah. a look at the game. There's a game there. And they put them on upside down. They put the badge put on, on upside, upside down. down. Admiral put the badge on upside down. I've seen this, yeah. Oh. It was. I don't know if it was one game or a couple of games, but they actually went out and then the and the LUFC was uh, upside down. Upside down. <laughs> but I bet if anyone's got one of those true. shirts, it'd be unique. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, you know, that was back in the. There's a great uh, documentary I think on ITV. If you could check it out about Admiral and um, and the kits they did. Which obviously it a few times. Yeah, I Jumping have. Always called the best, uh, best football kits they did. Next up, Paul Nolan, beep beep, the show. Oh, he says he says greeting from my son's football train. It's probably over. Which is back on, and no doubt more people than at our first home game for Newcastle. He said, "Tell Sean there's no issues with communication in the wilder right last week, but he did see the Rainbow Warrior was moored up the needles. Well, after all that he's been eating in them pubs, it don't surprise me." He's got quick questions for you this week. He says, see a Jetty scored at the weekend. Will he be another player that signs for another club and suddenly become a world beater? No, he's playing in Scotland. Come on, Paul, don't fall for that trap. You know, the, the only defence he will have to breach, yeah, is Rangers. That's it. The, you know, everybody else is crap. Will Ugil do the same? Or he's put huge ill. So, I don't know, obviously spelling problems there. Chauffeur. Uh, perhaps that's why he's a chauffeur. Um, why does this always happen to us as a club? Back to the curse, I say. Resigning. See, we've been linked to Shane Duffy. Well, he's off to Celtic, mate. Even though his old man apparently was a West Ham fan. Uh, will he be bringing any of his boys' own West Life bandmates? Well, you've got the sugar babes here. But hey. uh, unfortunately, there'll be no uh, boys' own West Life uh, coming in. If so, which positions will they play in? Well, they won't because they're not coming. Uh, has anyone else been bombarded with season ticket renewals? Well, I've got an email, two emails, and a text in, all in one day. Did you get anything? Ooh. I think that was it there. I, I have. I tried to do one. I've renewed mine, but I haven't managed to renew my brother's because we'd always been on the same email and then you have to do different ones. Oh, right. And even when you set that up, it still doesn't work. So Good if, old West Ham. Have you renewed yet? Still, yeah, mate, I've done it. I've done it. Oh, right. Well, I haven't because I'm like one of them. I'll wait till the last minute. Thank you very much. And since they've extended the last minute, thank you very much, West Ham. Uh, short and sweet this week. This vehicle is reversing. Well, the podcast ain't short, that's for sure. But yeah, probably maybe no, never is you know, bit of bit of tzatziki sweetness in though. Uh, still, uh, Mitch Taylor, evening gents. He says, with those two gone, I don't know if he's talking about Sean, John and George, but uh, that's three of them. Uh, I'd personally like to suspend money on Casper Dolberg or Alexander Isaac. I don't know what podcasts they do, Mitch. Um, <laughs> but I'll see. I'll look it up. He said, can we take a punt on Carl and Grant? 
He said, Dolberg and Isaac are young and very talented, but we'd have to pay for that. And Grant is a London lad who would no doubt be hungry and would fight with everything to get his chance. Uh, where does Yarmolenko get into the team next season if he's fit? On the bench. And also, Ezzy in Wiltshire, Anderson, Roberto and Brady out. Brady oh, out. Ezzy in Wiltshire, Anderson, Roberto and Brady out. Very, very good. Brady out. Next up. I don't know if it's someone you know still. You perhaps Go knew her growing up. Here we go. Belinda. Do you know you must know each other? Yeah, you've got yeah, to know each other. Of course we do. Of course we do, yeah. There you go. Belinda. <laughs> Can you say her name properly uh, still? Uh, hang on. Belinda. How do you spell her surname? I'm trying to find it so I can. It's K A I. My name is Belinda K. Belinda K. Belinda Kitis. Kaikitis. Kaikitis. It's not difficult, mate. Oh, Belinda Listen, she will be forever be Belinda Kaikitis. Off you go, Nigel. Here we go. Don't don't worry about offending me being Greek. Off you go, Nigel. Hello, Medivis. It's a, 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 what do you think? Does, is this, does I sound like Mama? <laughs> hello, Medivis. Maybe if we want to get the most out of Hala, we should go for Jovic. He said, currently, she can't get into the real Madrid side. We could do a loan and try and recreate the partnership with Hala that proved so fruitful. With regards to finances, oh, Medivis, I would say most clubs are finding it quite. <laughs> The cash in the flow isn't even now. Even the richest of the clubs will feel some a financial pressure. Oh, she's got a long one today. Oh, Metty Pips, they would just be able to ride it out better than the others. I agree with your point from last week, Nigel. A buying the players isn't always the answer. Uh, surely, Metty Pips, we could strengthen the squad. All teams can. But I don't see the point of ranting at the board if players like a Jetty and Hugo or so. And why complain about the seller players that aren't going to feature in the Moises plan? I find a lot of the talk and speculation around the transfers really awful putting. And I hate, hate, hate the constant rumour mill and the constant complaining about the players we have supposedly missed out on. Nobody really knows at the end of the day. She's loving the show. And uh, she's loving Len's guest. Oh, thank you, Belinda. Two kisses. Oh, no, she didn't give you a kiss, you. though, but to be oh, fair. Well. She didn't no. know I was on. She didn't no. know he was, she was go. on. Perhaps she'll smash a plate for you tonight. In your <laughs> <laughs> Let's not stereotype, eh? No, I don't. That, but, you know, it saves on the washing up still, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, she's got an interesting point about Jovic. But the only thing is, and she went on to say about not having any money, Jovic is on 165 grand a year, a, a, a week. So uh, we ain't getting him. Be but... fair, we can afford 165 grand a week at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't. Oh. Exactly. Next up, Georgie Ivano. Ivano. Uh, for obviously, dub from above. Uh, does the sale of Hugo at only a few mil signal maybe a deal going the other way? Maybe pukey. 40 in 79 games seems like a good return. Uh, I think you're dreaming now, Georgie mm-hmm. boy. 
Uh, Martin Rowe Sports uh, says, Evening all, what did you make of Stuart Pearce's comments about Diaz and Brady? I, I've spoken to both and I'm very impressed with his strategy for the future. I think he's lying. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think he's very impressed with what they've got planned up until Christmas because that's about all the future that yeah. they've got at the moment unless they and win it, games. And Stuart's impressed with um, Talk Sports Christmas schedule. <laughs> Uh, Dave Trivet, all right, Dave, mate. He says, evening, 18. So, uh, but, and still, we should add. Uh, so we do it again, sell off all the backup and leave ourselves with an injury and an attitude when we're going to learn GSB arts. Nicholas Stanley says, all white lads. Uh, he reckons we should go for Alfredo Morales. He says he's got the temperament to be a West Ham legend. Yeah, he's a, he's like a, a he's like a Decanio on Coke. I tell you, he's a bit of a loon. You know, he gets an awful lot of red cards and stuff. It'd be interesting though. Next up, it's a good friend, John Vatomsky. Oh, John. John says, can you remind us all what's happening this Thursday from 8pm? Well, I can remind can you, John. Do. Should we do right? it again? I'll tell you what, John, it is. It's not with me because you ain't bloody inviting me. No, invite all you other mates. You don't oh, that was, me. that was it. I was going to say, no, I don't <sighs> think he... He's been very particular of invited. Nicky Dick, Dick, yeah. Dick yeah. had no spot out of joint, didn't get invited. Yeah. Um, you say Hammers chat, it's not Gonzo and Gio, it's the airy boy. Yeah, but he's invited, he's invited one from everyone. Fair enough, spread the love. But no love to more than just a podcast. Well, you, we like to keep our head down, don't we? Well, some do. I'm done. You're not popular. You know it's me. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a media whore. Look at me on Irons United. I'll sell myself to anyone. I don't care if people don't watch. Don't listen to that still. Of course, people watch. They love you. But anyway, you know, you know, I'll, I'll go and help out, drive the figures up, you know, get them up to 12, and uh, you know, and then, and then sit there with my ego going, look at that. <sighs> So there you go, John. I'll leave it to Leonard to tell the world what's going on since obviously I'm They're doing a um They're doing a telephone, aren't they? Telephone. With yeah. the old the old food banks. That's like right. I said last week. Yeah. Uh Newham Newham At Newham food. Yeah, Newham Food Bank. <laughs> Newham Food Banks and it's it's, uh, it's, it's, it's gentrifying the area, isn't it? You know, it's like when you, you can piss off now, mate. We don't need the gentleman. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> dear, oh dear. Yeah, food banks, Thursday, um, Russ's channel, my hammer's 11, 8 o'clock. Be there. Lobby Square. All right. Thanks for that, John. <clears throat> That's your plug now, sod off. William Edwards, a Riki for 20 million. Well, you obviously didn't want Stell last night because Stell reckons we can get him at 10. Uh, Richard Dodds, Dodds, he goes, all right, my handsome's, how you's doing? It's a proper job, but it's the, it's the only idiot in the village. Uh, he says, well, I really hope Sean is back. Well, he ain't, so tough luck. He said, as our front of all knowledge, when it comes to what is going on at the club, he's normally spot on, and he really adds to the podcast. You need to get on Twitter, mate, because they don't think he's spot on on there, I'll tell you. <laughs> Got to say, missed you last week, Sean. Well, you can say it, but he ain't listening. Uh, and this isn't saying Nigel and Len were bad. Just saying we need balance and Nigel and Len need someone to attack. Funny you should say that. I hope we've 
we've we've brought someone in this week to do that. He says, uh, can I be the first to start a petition that says let's make Len a permanent fixture as he really does add value? I do. You add value. You To be fair, though, you know, we're only like a fiver. So quite what value you add to a fiver. I don't know. This is it. You know? We're we're like the Channel 4 of uh, West Ham social media. But that mob at Irons United dream of being Channel 4, mate, I'll tell you. (laughs) Yeah, I heard what you said last week. I heard what you said last week, Channel Channel 5. You forgot to put, like, Channel 5, the the shows that start at midnight. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh, So, Dodsey uh, has gone on to say, questions, if we're trying to go for youth and David Moyes signed Hugo, proven goal scorer, albeit in a championship, does this add more fuel to the fire that it was a backhand at the Moyles and his brother? Uh, are you talking about Chris Moyles, who does the breakfast show on XFM now, and his brother? I didn't know they were involved. Uh, do you agree that our squad is now looking depleted? No, I don't. I don't think it's looking depleted. It was depleted anyway. Uh, Dust now looks like we're heading to go the same situation we had two or three seasons ago. And finally, as you all missed Sean last week, as we did, what is the one thing other than the stadium you miss about West Ham? Going out with mates on the piss. Yeah, you dodgy, mate. Miss Looking at the back of your head because you're about six foot five, trying to hold a beer behind you. Next up, oh, boys. Mr. Happy himself, Marion Williams, the mad Marion. With the window for season ticket renewal being extended yet again, boys, do you know if this is due to poor take-up as normally we tend to get propaganda regarding record numbers renewing early? We've not seen that this time. It's because Sean's not around to to put out the propaganda and me and Len can't really be bothered to find out. No. Did you notice that the 20% sale was not exactly transparent? The season ticket holders currently get 10% anyway and do not get an additional 20% on sale places. So it's only 10% extra for us mugs. Funny you say about mugs. Uh, I can do a nice line in mugs if you want. Maybe. I, I had a look at you, the photo you yeah, sent. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, that, that would really, that would, people would be after that. Distinguished, yeah. isn't it? And because I've got yeah. two of them, I probably could be. I'll, I'll drop it around you, Russ, if you're listening. Oh, but you, you took me out of me. I'm back in the wells, back in the wells. Oh, boy. It's finally, I have to disagree with Len regarding Benny the Bull. As he looks around to me. And talking about Benny, how can he be visiting all those places on the Isle of Wight when he still owes me all the booking fees refunds? He's yet to pay me. <laughs> he he, oh, he must have had his way around one of the islands. Oh, mate. <laughs> I think he's at the island, isn't he? Oh, yeah, dear, more dear. than <laughs> uh, Next up, he's, he, he's looking a bit thin on his picture, and I don't think it's up to date. It's the old shill himself, Mr. Whetstone. Will you have a technical glitch-free podcast this evening? Well, you're about to find out. Uh, question to Nigel. Are you not the nine o'clock news account? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so obviously. Yeah. The fact that he says, uh, Nigel, when I'm, when I'm going, I know it's you. And we're both yeah. going, we know that's you. We know it's you. We this know it's our, you. 
bad he is, isn't he? Yeah, he can't even throw stones like finger point no. over there without actually going. We know that it's we know you. it's Sean. It's funny, which does make me doubt that it's you, though. Because. <laughs> But anyway. Maybe he's getting some help from somewhere. Yeah. It's not me. Yeah. I think it's because we mentioned like Smith and Jones. Yacko, he's gone on. The, he's, put, he's started up an account called Not the Nine O'Clock. Um, yeah. Whatever it is. Um, to make us look like it's me and you. Yeah. And he's backfired because yeah. he's stupid. Yeah. He's not as bright as he thinks he is. He's got a question anyway. for you, Len. Oh, okay. Who's the Hi, Sean. Now, the answer to this is not Sean Whetstone. Right. Who is the thinnest person you've had to draw? Oh, it's not Sean, is it? Dear, oh, dear. The thinnest person? Thinnest. That's a uh, bit of well, a funny question. One of, the, one of the girls I've drawn. Yeah. Really? I imagine. Or maybe it's a, uh, I'd say Suchek's quite a thin guy, isn't he? Mm. He's got the longest head, I noticed. Well, the way you draw it, yeah, yes, yeah. Favorite character in Magic Roundabout, Bagpuss and Grangeil. I don't think, unless what he's just put random favorite character in Magic, favorite character in Magic Roundabout, Dylan. Favorite character in Bagpuss was Bagpuss. Yeah, favorite character in Grangeil. I always fancied the blonde one that went into the bill, but to be fair. Old Zamo became a locksmith. Uh, and before we actually became a locksmith, he used to work in a locksmith wholesalers. And we used to go, oh, people used to go, all right, Zamo. And he used to get the ump. Or oh, you go, all right, Lee. And there you go. All right. Over to you. Grain Jill is a TV program in the 70s, uh, Still, I don't know if you might have seen it. Uh, that, yeah, but. That might have been bit... called like, what's, what's Mantafina? It might have been called where you grew up. I was a bit when Grey Jill was on. I was sort of like I think grown I up. Te- yeah, <laughs> I was, so I wasn't really that into it. But bag, but uh, magic roundabout. It's Dylan all day long, isn't it? Yeah, you all know? day. Yeah, you spliff up with him. You can imagine yeah, that. Yeah, that's where he's going. You better Dylan get his guitar drugs. out, isn't it? Exactly. More drugs. Gets his guitar out and plays about a tambourine, man. What's all that about? What was he smoking with that? Dear, oh dear. Oh, you think, not guitar, man. He uh, sings about a tambourine, man. But I, I heard what you said, the, was it last week about, uh, um, Jay, about all the all these things? You said they, they weren't drugging. They weren't sort of drug related. Or did you say that they were? No, the, they were. They were. But what we were saying was that they're all drug related. Yeah. But a lot of the things that are said about um um uh, what's the oh the semen one? stains and stuff like yeah. that yeah captain pugwash yeah. a lot of them aren't true right right but a lot of the the i mean the scooby-doo things is reeking them yeah yeah as you know uh, well still. not that i would but i know to what you mean first, no, no. Though, i could see you if we was doing characters let's face it so um I don't know. Len could be Scooby Doo. I could be Scrappy, and you obviously would be Shaggy. <laughs> would you? <laughs> anyway, last but not least, it's a good mate of mine, all the way from New Zealand, Mister Andy Quinn. How you doing, Quinny, mate? I hope you are all good. Lockdown in New Zealand because you know they had one case and lockdown. Uh, he's put congrats to Nigel and Len. The Morecambe and Wiser podcasting. 
We are. Sean will become Arthur the accordion player. Not now, Arthur. <laughs> ah. Yeah, that's good. I remember. Uh, I don't think we'll miss a Jetty or Hugh Gill. And who knows, they could be big elsewhere. Meantime, we should focus on starting the season with existing squad of players, given the bank is allegedly, well, it is, uh, it is empty. Suchek and Bowen are what we want right now. Offload Anderson, keep Allah. Keep Lanzini, make him and Fournells drive that midfield. No Suchek, Rice in behind. Bueno estente, whatever that means in New Zealand. I know Kia Ora, that's about it, which was thanks to Dodsey. Uh, teach me that. And, uh, oh, no, it don't end it. We go over to Twitter. Oh. Yeah, we did get oh, yeah. a Twitter question. Yeah, we did. We did get a Twitter question. Go on to Twitter. Because it is Facebook Twitter question time. So, here we go. Here we Let's go. Let's judge the Twitter by this question. Right. Greg Morgan on Twitter. Do you recall any particular or peculiar fans who used to stand near you at Upton Park? I recall a guy in the North Bank who every time Kevin Keane got the ball, whinged, oh, Keane. And the lady absolutely covered in metal West Ham badges. Don't know how she walks about in that coat. So, any um, any characters or peculiar fans still? Yeah. There used to be one in the in the West End that used to stand you know where the, the tunnel uh he'd stand like near near there and he'd just shout out stuff every now and again. Um but he weren't reg I don't know if it was a regular thing, like that's one I remember. But then you know, I don't really pay attention to fans that might be a bit peculiar, I guess. But that one stuck in my mind. You know, the last couple of seasons I was uh, at the bowling, I remember this guy used to just stand up and just, just shout. At, and it wasn't anything coherent. It was just like, comes up with stuff that you think, oh, okay, that didn't make sense, mate. That's it. Jay? Oh, loads of them. Yeah. <laughs> Father of the Bride, Baby Lenny McLean, Nutter with a Pie, all of them. Everyone. There's so many of them. I can remember the, I can remember these people more than I remember people I went to school with and and people I work with and people I know. Every Saturday there were the same habits and it was kind of, you know, it was just there was this guy the kid that stood in front of me, and it must have been about sixteen or seventeen, but he was like Lenny McLean. He, 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 you couldn't believe it, I could like a a teenager that he was enormous, this kid. And there was this other geezer who used to drop the sea bum at everyone. He even called Lou drop the sea bum on sea bum on Ludo. What did he ever do to deserve the sea bum? While he's eating a pie. And he had this amazing What Ludo technique. was eating a pie? No, not Ludo. Oh sorry. No, with a pie. Oh what? It doesn't matter where I stood on the North Bank at the end of the eighties, or it might have been the early nineties, but I think it was the end of the eighties. He would Get a pie um, in the second half, get his pie, and then bring it back to exactly where we were standing. And just file abuse while he's noshing his pie. And the pie smelled lovely. So I just remembered, I thought, oh, that pie smells so nice. And this just geezer just giving notes of abuse. <laughs> so many characters up to park. Don't seem to. Uh, we got the geezer behind us. At the, uh, the Olympic Stadium that says, yeah, ref, ain't cheap, ref. Other than that, we've got no one. 
really. Yeah, it's it's, it's, probably, it's me probably when people talk about me behind my back. <laughs> well, they probably don't realise <laughs> you're there. With the pie, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like in the supporters club. Uh, yeah. Um, for me, oh, yeah, there's loads. I, I, the ones that you know you think, right, it's funny. I don't know if you ever remember. There used to be a tramp that went West Ham. Now, I'm going early 90s. So, sort of come off the North Bank. I used to go on the West Lower every now and again. So, I used to be able to blag a ticket. So, if I could blag a ticket without paying, I'd get on the West Lower. And down by the North Bank end, I think he had a season ticket. They used to sit a tramp. And when I say a tramp, this was like a bloke who looked like he lived on the streets, matted there. And he reeked. The, the thing is, is that when the wind would blow, you know, when you're on the West Lower, yeah, the wind could whip round a bit like a tornado. And, and, and when it got round to where he was sitting and it whipped the wind up, you would just see all the people just lean back and go, oh, God, dear, dear, oh, dear, because he did actually reek of like homelessness or, or stale, whatever. But he was there, game after game. So, oh, you had him. Um, first mad, oh, the first not mad bloke I remember was when we I went on the North Bank. Went on the North Bank at uh, 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 fourteen um, with my mate, and my mate's cousin was older than him, and he knew a bloke called Bob the Cap, and, and, and Bob was well known, home and away every game, didn't miss a game ever, and. Um, he was he, he was mental a bit, and he, he was the first bloke I ever see ever piss on the terraces because he couldn't be bothered to go to the toilet. And you know, and you think it it, it was yeah, because up in the West Stand up, but we never did that. We went to the toilet, you know. So going on to the North Bank with him, but I, I mean, Bob then migrated over to the Chicken Run, and when I used to sit above the Chicken Run. No, I won. I sat on the chicken run for about three years and there was a woman in front of me or about three rows and there's a painting of the chicken run that was done in the late 90s. She had the most immaculate hair. You you know, it was, she went to football and her hair was immaculate and me and my mate used to sit there and go, you know, when we score one day, we've just got to lean forward and ruffle that, (laughs) ruffle her hair. And there was an old boy there who used to shout, um, you're having a laugh. That's what, that was his catchphrase. And unbelievable. And uh, I, I used to love standing up every now and again, just randomly shouting that out. And, and in one game, it, I don't know if it tied in, we was playing Southampton. We'd had a good season. It was Un- Unsworth was playing for us. We'd have a good season with um, Arts and up front. And, They'd sent out season ticket renewals that day. So we're playing Southampton. Season ticket renewals have come out and they'd put the season tickets up 100 quid in one go for us on on the chicken run. And everyone's grumbling. And Southampton done us 4-2. And everybody had the ump. We're getting beat. And this geezer was just ranting. And one bloke stood up and went, mate, I've put up with you for years. Just shut the up, will ya? And then other people started jumping up and started going, "Yeah, mate, you do have <laughs> Will you just shut up?" 
And he went, well, I'm going then. And they went, good fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what? I did feel bad because he never came back. <laughs> so it, it was funny for a good couple of seasons. But, um, I mean, it's just endless, isn't it? Them characters. Yeah. Dear, oh, yeah. dear. Last up, it's uh, Andrew Hall. And uh, hello to Andrew, because I know he listens with his mum as well. Nine odd years. I've forgotten his mum's name, and I do feel bad. Uh, hello, chaps, he says. He's loved the podcast all summer, kept us going in difficult times. But why didn't Moyes give Hugh Gill a few games to see what he was like? Uh, especially considering he signed him. It must have been something in him. Do you think, yeah, that's a good point. which is true, it was a David Moyes signing, wasn't it? It was the only yeah. one he made, to be fair. Um do you think Silver will get some game time this year? He says, let him get his punchline in for you answers. This squad seems right. to be getting thinner and thinner. He says, in brackets, the total opposite to Sean, who seems to be getting <laughs> He forgot the close brackets over. He had to get the punchline out. There you go. Brady out. Brady out. <laughs> so, uh, do you think Silver will get any time? Uh, uh, it depends on if we're going to get anyone. If we don't, if we, I reckon we'll get a lone striker in, and then that'll be it. Uh, and if we don't, then he's going to have no choice but to play Silver. But I'm surprised he didn't give Silver a bit of a run out at the end of the season instead of uh, putting a Yeti on the pitch, you know, for the few minutes that he had at the in the last few games. Yeah. But I guess he was putting him in the shop window, wasn't he? So to show Celtic that. Uh, uh, yeah, he was still alive. I don't think they were looking then. That's why they bought <laughs> <And> him. There. <laughs> there you go. Oh, and thus endeth this week's Facebook Twitter question time. To just drag it out one bit more, I'm going to... Go on to two and a half hours. Well, yeah, I'm going to do an exclusive. Uh-oh. Are you doing a Sean on us? Well, sort of. Now... <laughs> The new supporters board. Oh, yeah. Do you know anything about it still? I actually don't, mate. No. Right. No. Oh, oh, I'm going to educate you. The makeup of the new supporters board, I am rumoured to believe, I've been past this via different channels, that a maximum of 14 members comprised of nine independent supporters groups. So basically, these are the people that are going to be on the new independent supporters group yeah get that word independent because we've had the supporters advisory board marks one two three and four we've had the osb the official supporters board marks one and two so now we move on to the independent supporters group Uh, we would have away season ticket holders bond holders the the supporters club Fired of irons, uh, uh, Bame Hammers, any old irons, uh, Wissa, oh. and Hammers United. Oh. Independent diversity supporters groups. So basically, it's all the groups plus Hammers United and Wissa. Right. What, what's independent well, diversity group? This is, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a marketing ploy, isn't it? You put the word independent in, and everyone thinks it's truly independent. This is the independent supporters group, which is replacing the official. Now, for me, I look at it and I go, right, away season ticket holders, 
right? Okay, part of the OSB. Bondholders, part of the OSB. Supporters Club, part of the OSB. As I know what it may cost. Pride of Arms, <laughs> part of the OSB. <laughs> Bay Mammers, part of the OSB. Any old irons, I think, are new. Wissa, refuse to be part of the OSB. Amers United, refuse to be part of the OSB. Now, whether Wissa and Amers United know... <laughs> <laughs> the, the, yeah, they might. I was about to say they, that they may not. They know may not be know honest. what's being planned. But if that but is think, what's being planned, uh, uh, it, it, you know, well, tell it, me the difference because well, I thought the independent. Sorry, I thought the independent supporters wing was supposed to be voted on. So people were supposed to be voted on, not appointed on. Yeah. Well, do you think now that they will know this? Do you think they'll take the offer up? Because that would be an interesting thing, yeah. You know, like you know, the, it it was it it went with uh, that um, uh, when we did that show about uh, the the day before yeah. the season tickets were announced, and yeah. you know the meeting that they that they had, and and it was all those all those um, groups involved, yeah. uh, and Hammers United and Wussa went to it, and they said you know because and the supporters club and the supporters club of course, <laughs> um, <clears throat> so basically it's it's that group that is going to be the independent supporters group. Now, given that they know this now, do you think they will accept this, Hammers United and Wussa? Because I'll be, I'll be very confused as to what it is they stand for if they do accept to become part of this new independent supporters group. Do, do you get they me? Spoke- do you, you know, it's like, it, it sounds confusing to me if they accept the offer. Yeah. You know? I understand what you're saying. Has anyone from Hammers United spoke to you about this still, or anyone from your channel? No, no. Oh, okay, no, uh, no one has. I mean, it's it's his first I've heard about it. Um, so I think it's quite intriguing because my understanding of Wusser and, and Hammers United is that they want it to be a truly independent. Uh, every member of that group that represents the fans to be voted in. Yeah. Yeah. Give or take, am I That's right? The way, that, that, the, the, the way that I asked it was that they, they were invited to previous OSB meetings and they wouldn't take part because yeah. it was um, the board appointed, it, you know, it was a made-up thing being independent. Yeah. rather than it being independent. Yeah. So now that they've got this opportunity to be part of what is meant to be an independent group, but with all those groups in it, are they going to take that offer up? That would be, I think that would be an interesting thing. Now, sometimes it's better to work, um, you know, within the boundaries rather than outside, my, maybe, a bit easier. But like a Trojan horse. Like a tro- Trojan horse, yeah. So you're, in, you're on the inside, you know, and try and influence things from the inside. So, but given that Hammers United and, and Wussa have maintained their independent stance, would they? Th- would this invite be accepted by them? You know, I, I, well, I mean, it's it's a tough one. I, I I look at it differently, and I look at it. Amers United. This may seem like a strange analogy for Amers United, but this is the way I see it. Yeah. So in Northern Ireland, you had you had the paramilitaries, yeah, and then they set up their uh, political arms, yeah. So Sinn Féin 
was the political arm of the IRA. Mm-hmm. I think the DUP would like the political arm of uh, one of the the Ulster Unionist paramilitary groups. And in a way, if you're you if you want to do fan representation and you want to make life's better for your members, then you go into those meetings and you take part. So, so but can so, you do that though off the back of having and this is where the paramilitary thing is the protests well, this is always this bubbling is, in the background. Well, this is what I kind of mean, I guess. You, you've you, you've you've given a better analogy, you know. But that's what I mean. You've got you've got what's going on outside of this. So you've got a representative from Hammers United and a representative from Wussa sitting next to a representative from Bame and Supporters Club, etc., etc., etc. And they're all sitting down round there. And let's say they've got a vote on stuff, and Hammers United and Wussa agree to vote one way and then the rest of them vote another way so it's passed so will hammers united go back to their groups and Wussa go back to their groups and say we were outvoted we need a protest because that ain't going to work is it well this you is know? the thing you know Wissa, you know started off this fantastic campaign called brady out recently <laughs> which has obviously gone down very well with the supporter <laughs> um and, and obviously picked up a lot of traction by the non-stop Brady out tags that we have on our podcast for the past two or three years. Brady out. Well done, Whistler. Uh, catching up. Uh, podcast leads, Whistler follow. Uh, so, you know, I don't get... <laughs> in, a, in a way, for me, Whistler was supposed to be, when it was set up, non-protest movement to be fan representation. So it was actually set up to sort of be involved in that, but try and actually be the conduit for it. Now, it all fell apart for various reasons, which, you know, I'm fed up with being emailed by people having a go at me. Um, So that all fell apart. It is what it is now, which is, we all know what my feelings are of it. And then you get Amers United come out and sort of, we're going down the right path, and then you have this um, not militant or what you could call like element that want to drive the ownership out. So, and and it's two factors here. If you go there and make life better for the fans and do deals with the owners, with the club, the people that run the club, therefore you make the lives of fans better, and therefore it would take pressure off of the ownership. The paramilitary side are saying, "I want to protest. I want to drive these people exactly. out." Exactly. So this is a this is a massive dilemma for Hammers United and from Wusser because if they turn around, I mean Brady, as much as you got to hate her, you got to admire her. No, her her her, no, not at all. her, no. her skill. No, we're not. stopping you here. <laughs> all right, let me let me explain. Let me explain because. You know, at the moment, she's on her hiding and nothing. So she's gone. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to invite them to be part of this group so that, um, you know, they can't, you know, if, if, if they don't, if they refuse to be part of this group, the border go, well, we gave, you know, we gave you the offer and you turned us down. You know, if they do, if they accept to be part of this group, this new independent group, and then they don't like what they hear, they go back to their members and go, we're, we're still protesting. It kind of like, well, hang, do you know what I mean? It's like, I think she's trying to corner them. I don't know, because I think they have got an out there. 
And I think the art is, yeah, the art is, is that they've just reappointed three quarters of the OSB. Yeah, but independent, really independently? No, well, hold up a minute. Who's voted for these people to sit on the board? Well, this is it. I don't these, know who these, voted this for is, them in the first well, but place. This is the thing. This is, so they're the, you know, they can dislike me all they like for what I say, but this is what they are. They are tick box exercises with the club work together. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. I know how it works, people. You can moan at me all you like, but that's a fact. That is what you are. Ticks box exercises. So is that what they're trying to get Hammers United and Wusser to become? Well, a tick box exercise. No, basically what they've got is they've got this movement. Wusser come along with a ride. This thing, Wusser's got about two, three thousand members, top whack, no more than that. Yeah. Hammers United have got the membership, 15,000. They've gone about it the right way. You've only got to respect the way Hammers United have gone about it and brought people together. So they've created this. But now, they, they, they're not, I'm not saying Amish United are at a crossroads, but th- there is this thing is that they want to go in, you know, they want to highlight where, where the problems with the season ticket because their members are going to them. What yeah. about this? What about this? What about this? So, But then to do that, you've got to have a working relationship with the club. You yeah. do have to hold your nose and walk in there. And, okay, and mate, but that's what I'm doing. saying. That's what I'm saying. So let's say, let's say Hammers United accept the offer. Okay, and they go, yep, yeah, uh, we'll elect a member of our our board or whatever Hammers United have got who represent our members. So they're on that they're on that independent group, okay? And uh, you know, an agenda item comes up, and and the, and the board, the, the club board, go, okay. Uh, so we got blah blah blah, and we need everyone to vote on it. And let's say Hammers United are in the minority when the vote happens because Bame and whoever else supports for and Hammers United's vote against. What then? What happens then? You know, because they'll be stuck in a, they'll, they'll be stuck between a, a rock and a hard place, you know, because they've accepted the offer, but they, by accepting to be part of that independent group, they've got to accept whatever happens on that group. Yeah. So if they, if things I are mean, voted I've been for, a bit naughty still, because I've deliberately on, revealed one part. Oh, go on. What's that then? I'm not going to reveal it, but it's uh, how many members each person gets to put on the committee. Oh, so it's not just one person per group. Mm, it's sort of weighted. Uh, uh, right. Well, that completely throws my argument right out of the window. No, it don't, though, because <laughs> the club, if this is true, have made sure that it's still weighted. But it would only take a slight movement on another group to then change things. Right. But that's if it's done. It's not like a parliament where it's, you know, the Labour vote this way and, and the Tories vote that way and, and the people in the middle of the swing votes. I don't think it's done like that. It's, this is all about sitting down. You know, this ain't about... this. The way I, I see it is that you would sit in a meeting. I mean, I've been to a ticketing meeting, so I got invited to a ticketing meeting, you know, I mentioned about doing why don't you stagger the percentages on things and the next thing we know that's a given um it's a talking shop sometimes it's informal so they're not minuted which that meeting wasn't and it wasn't just nodding dogs just sitting there going yes 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 there was a lot of good stuff brought up there was a lot of stuff highlighted and you know a lot of things were pointed out to them 
like why the marketing department running the waiting list, which told us enough we needed to tell that if the marketing department are running the waiting list, it ain't a real list. And you know, and and that's where they came out and said that they were going to scrap it and start it again without telling anyone. So there's there's good stuff to go in there, but you know, for me, as I said, it's 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 a dilemma. Wissa, I don't know if the club are being clever or not because the I, I always thought that once the OSB was done, that they that we would they were pushing ahead. Independent sports would is that the fans would either season ticket holders or whatever would be able to vote for the people, so they would be able to vote for the Amers United people and. There would be a certain fan representing, almost like a mini parliament in a way. But if it is this, if the club are saying, well, this is going to be the, how is it independent? I'm not being funny. How is Pride of Irons independent? How is BAME independent? People may not like this. How is West Ham United Supporters Club independent? Yeah? Because at the end of the day, and I'm not saying this, the thing is, that it was only by the good grace with the help of West Ham United that the, the Supporters Club did get saved. Yeah, yeah, I'm aware of that. Yeah. So, and I'm not, you know, bringing it up to dig the supporters club out. I'm saying this as a fact. So, therefore, people would likely to go, "Are you independent?" Because at the end of the day, you may rely. I don't know what the case is. I must admit, I don't know financially how it is with the supporters club. But we know that the club helped them out to, to get established and get a base over at Stratford. Okay, here's the thing. I mentioned it really, really briefly last night when I was talking about, you know, um, a cu- couple of things in my show. And I said, wouldn't it be time for us to have once one in, like Hammers United and Wussa should become one? You know, it's time. It's time to stop having all these factions. I don't know if that will ever happen. And then it won't and happen. Then... I'll tell you why it won't happen. Still, because because the, the and, and this is maybe they can take it the wrong way because the, the people like Pride of Irons, Bane, they're going to give up their right. I, when Pride of Irons was set up, I, I, I said I thought it was wrong. Like, why couldn't they have gone to Wissa and become part of Wissa? Right. Yeah, Be, because. What they were saying is, I, I understand it that there, there was problems with uh, like homophobic abuse, and there probably still is indirectly uh, around football. But that's in society in general. People go out oh, football, but society in general, we know that racism is still there in society in general. It's nowhere near anything like it used to be, but it, it, there are still racist people out there. We know that, yeah, yeah. and we don't. And it's right we've done them on football. But by separating these groups, it separates them from us in a way. The the fans yeah. that are not in a group like that. Okay, so what we're really saying is that um, this independent group shouldn't be run by the club at all. It should be say, let's say for argument's sake, the base should be because they got the biggest um, uh, following. The base should probably be something like Hammers United, who will represent. Pride of Irons, uh, BAME, the sport supporters club, etc., etc. Yeah, so basically what you would like to see is, let's take out, um, as you know, because they're the largest, 15,000, you would like to see them. And But this is where it falls apart, that they would have a BAME officer. They would have a yeah, Pride of a thing officer. And everybody conduit feeds into that. It's probably like out of Football Supporters Association, or which used to be the Football Supporters Federation, or the SFA, what they're called now, have probably got, they've got these things that feed into the main point. 
And then they go and sit down with the club and say, this is what the fan base think. And if, and if maybe that, and maybe that is why, um, the, you know, the club have been, well, could be a million reasons why, but you know, if, if Hammers United did something like that, their credibility will grow even more. You know, can they do that while holding, you know, the sword of Damocles? Yeah, that's a bit quick for well, you. Well, uh, over over them with the with the protest because we know well, they, they can get the numbers. Yeah, but that's what they got to do. They in order to in order to truly represent all fans because you you look at this, it's a bit of a bubble, and and I'm not and I'm not belittling Hammers United or Wooster or anything like that. But I've got a lot of mates that West Ham fans that aren't even on, they're not even, they're not on Twitter, they're not on Facebook or anything like that. And when I spoke, speak to them about, you know, all the fan process and they go, yeah, I saw that. What was that about? They don't have a clue um, who, who these people are. Yeah. You know, they go, oh, well, oh, what? There's a fan group. Is there what? A protest group's like, yeah. Have you not heard of Wusser? Have you not heard of Amazon? No. You know, and so, yeah, they have a big following, but it's like they not everybody. So for me, if in order for something, someone like Hammers United to have a true representation of fans, if they emulated what the board have in terms of they've got a BAME representative, they've got a supporters club representative, et cetera, et cetera, you, their, their following will go from 15,000 to like 30,000, 35,000. You know, because everyone will be in as one, one big representation. The board can't ignore that. That would be an absolutely, yeah, no, truly that's... independent group. You know, but and you're absolutely right. And they will have to drop the whole board out and all that sort of stuff because they got, a, you know, they got, they will be in a much, much stronger position to negotiate properly with a, with a club. You know, and and at the moment, the board see them as yeah, they're big, but they board the board see them as a a little faction of they. The board are thinking there's sixty thousand supporters, um, season ticket holders, you know, and there's only fifteen thousand followers. Do you see what? Do you get my point? Yeah, no, you, you, know? you know, for me, I look at it, and you know, the reason I draw a paramilitary is it's like, it's like protests, and then you get the political arm, but the political arm. As is more powerful now in Northern Ireland than it's ever been since they renounced violence. That's my point, mate. Yeah, so and that's what I'm saying. So yeah. if they turn around and say, if the, but then it, it, it needs to be done with the club. And do you know what? And, and this is the thing. This is where Amish United get out. And I, I'd like to think they would do this, is that I would hope to think they wouldn't join that. And I would like to think that they would point the finger and say, no, this is OSB Mark III. Exactly. I think we're saying the same thing in a, in a slightly different yeah. way. Now, more um, um, Hammers United should be really clever. They should go out there and get themselves in people who represent what we've just talked about. Pride, BAME, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera have a representation of all those people and say, join us. Join us. We'll be bigger and stronger the together. The only thing I'll say is, do they, do they, do need, they need to, it? Do they need to stand up and say, well, we've now got a BAME officer or we've now got a, or a yeah, pride officer? Uh, or that, do they just have someone that, you know, is, you know, gay, is black, that stands on there on the committee as well? 
But, but way, then you've got to wait for them to come forward, though, haven't you? Because you can only appoint on a committee people to step forward. You can if you think that that committee is going to represent you. And I'm not so sure that a lot of people who are looking from the outside in would look at Hams United and go, yeah, they may represent this type of fan, but they don't represent me. Do you see what I mean? So yeah. someone someone who's gay may look at Hams United and go, that's not representing me. Someone who's disabled, whatever, will go, I don't think that's representing me. And if if they could get that, whether it is a an officer or someone who's there who can speak up for that group of people, they can then go to the board and say, we've got all this. We are the truly independent group. Why do you need to create an independent group by name only? You know? Yeah, the only thing I will differentiate is is with the disability people because I, I think it's, in, in a way, I think it's right and proper that they they have their group that meets with the club separately because they have totally different needs okay. to what yeah. what um, a majority of the fan base that attend needs. And they need definitely to be looked after in, in a different way. So I'm not putting them in with that because, um, you know, the trials and tribulations of going to the stadium for an able-bodied in person. In this day and age, enough. mate, in this day and age, I mean, I work for a charity and, and I know what it's like there. And everybody would argue, like, I work for a disability charity, yeah. you know, um, and and but nonetheless, you've got, you know, uh, disabled black people that will say that their needs are slightly different to a disabled, I don't know, Indian person or you know do you know what i mean there's always that slight nuance and uh i think i think i think you're right i i think it will be odd if hammers united agreed to this i can see why they might want to like you know like jay said you know the trojan horse you work from within which kind of makes sense as well but if i was hammers united i would say i'm going to create what is a truly independent group of supporters that will represent all these areas you know and then go to the board and say we are the truly independent group because these are all the we've got all the representation we need of all the different types of fans that come to watch West Ham you know and that way it becomes truly independent but you know I might be wrong I might be completely wrong they may they may already have Hammers United, you know, people who are representing the gay community, yeah, I don't, the disabled I, community, yeah, etc. I might be wrong, but uh, I don't know. Oh, this ain't I, a political I, podcast, is it? No. no. Well, you've done 20 minutes of it. Yeah. Sorry, mate. I went in, I I went prefer, in one. I'm sorry about that. That's all right. I, I prefer to talk about Mr. Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Out of all these, these fan groups, and without Nigel, yeah. without being homophobic, which one do you think would choose the cowboy outfit? Do you know what? I think it'd be the cowboys for me. Whistler. Oh, you can't you, you can't let it go, can you, mate? I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Do you know why I can't that, let it go? Yeah. No, I, I don't blame you. Because it was my, my signature was one of the five that helped form it, and I, you know, I put money into it. And, you know, I will say, you know, I said it to Sean, you know, sometimes you create something and you have to let it go. You shouldn't have, you shouldn't have walked away from it, mate. No, I've made, no, that that is true. You know, I, I've said it before. Ultimately, I've only got myself to blame. 
by the by my behaviour in the past in there. I've made peace with a couple of people, a few people. You know, I upset a few people, and I Dude, was wrong. would you seriously? Uh, would you seriously not want to? I'm not talking about Wusser, but would you seriously not want to get back involved in this part of 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 the, the fan base of? I know you. I know you. You know you said I'm 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 not protesting, but you know your thought your thought process is quite clear about how the fans should be treated, where the fans... Yeah, I you know, would, but th- there's a bit of me that thinks... I now do believe that, that that there's no true representation that the club will accept. Yeah. They will only take what they can control. Now, in a way, if you in fan representation... So the reason why we started Whistle was to go on there... And to, and to do it a bit more organised, the fan representation. And part of that was, Whistle was set up, was to be on the OSB or, or the SAB, was to be part of it. But then to try and bring the club to book a little bit in a friendly type of way. You know, at the end of the day, I, you know, I spoke my mind in these meetings and told them, but a, a few of the people higher up at West Ham did actually like me because... I wasn't a ranter and raver. I was polite in the way that I'd done it. You can go and be polite and in the meetings, uh, uh, you know, and I, I'm not saying that others haven't, but the fact is, is that obviously I was anti what they were and I was in the minority at the time and I did it in such a way. I I, I pushed the lines of, of, of the boundaries, but I never stepped over the boundary line fully. Yeah. So I stuck to within their rules. But then again, you could turn around and say, what a load of good that done me. Because, you know, they did what they did anyway. And that's the thing about this. It smacks to me is nothing's changed. And and, and then you think, so the people at the top still don't get it. They've had all this with the protests and everything, and they still don't get it. Or they don't care. Or they don't care. So therefore, I think, fuck it, protest the life out of them then. You know, there's a bit of me that can go that way. But what happens is that the fans in the middle that that have got problems with season tickets, that have got problems with, you know, abusive people near them and want help moving and and get short shrift from the club, who do they turn to where a football, a proper fan representation would be ingrained with the club so they would be able to pick the phone up and ring up the head of ticketing or ring up the stadium like supervisor, uh, Geordie Ben, and say, look, this man here has come to us with this problem. We need this sorting out. And then they sort it out. Yeah. So. I, I Going back to Jay, I, I reckon... Uh, Sullivan should be wearing the cowboy outfit, shouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, the the shopkeeper doesn't do junior sizes. <laughs> <laughs> He's not cutting down them, oh. them um, chaps for anybody. Uh, well, there you go, people. Uh, any last thing to say still before you're banished off to the listeners? <laughs> I've enjoyed it. Thank you for inviting me. I think it's been, uh, you know, it's been an honour to be honest with you. To especially amongst, uh, you know, the, you two guys. You know, you got, you know, the history that you got of West Ham, etc. Um, yeah, it's been good fun. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. 
Yeah, right. I didn't know you were coming on, to be honest. Did you not? <laughs> you, were... oh, you, told me this... you told me this morning, yeah. Stella. Yeah. What? Said, did oh, he? I'm gonna be on... Did he said, not tell you that... before? No. Doesn't tell me fucking anything. <laughs> he probably uh, forgot. Look, I know. Listen, I know my place in society. Well, you know, when I oh, when I was doing the show last night, um, he went. I he he met, he put a message up going. Save some for tomorrow. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, and I'm like, oh, am I allowed to say it? Because I didn't even know if it was like, you know, like official. Did we, did yeah. we talk about this on the last podcast? Because I remember saying, yeah, we did. Was it on the podcast or before it was recorded? I don't know. I remember saying we did it. Talk about then, it. And then when Stell said it, I thought, anyway, what day is it today? <laughs> Just totally lost control. Lost. I can't remember what day it was. I thought I would do, must be doing a be podcast. Be fair, Stel, I would have you back next week, but Little Legs is going to be back. and He's, gonna, he's, had, two, <laughs> oh, he's had two weeks off. He's had two weeks off. You know, we, we've got all these restaurants. He's still probably well, still got another few days out there. I've got more restaurants to add to my list. Well, just just think of the, this, lads. I did in 15 minutes what he would take an hour to do. Yeah, but we've and, just and done two hours, doing, 54 minutes yeah. that we normally yeah. do in two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you got you ain't got a leg to stand on. <laughs> but all right, there's one thing you definitely don't miss because at least I didn't go saying I happen to have written an article about that. Did you see my article about that one? I'm going to write an article about that. <laughs> you know, no, that is true. Yeah, that is true. You didn't say that. Yeah. Oh, all right then. There you go, people. Uh, so it's goodbye from Still. Goodbye. Can you say it in Greek? Can, what's goodbye yeah. in Greek? Yasas. Yasu. Wait, Gali, you mind? Wait, you mind? Galinikta. Good night. Oh, it's somebody else. Galinikta. Galinikta. Not nikta. He didn't nicker. Oh, right. Galinikta. Galinikta. I've got to learn this because my daughter's getting married in Cyprus next year. Galinikta. Is she? Yeah. Galinikta. Galinikta. Yeah. Not, not, it begins with P. Paphos, is it? Paphos, lovely part of the uh, island. Yeah, 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 very nice. She's getting married. Should very have been nice. this year, but obviously. <laughs> that's another story. Uh, Leonard, anything else to say? No, mate. No? Not at all. All right, there you go, Pete. Well, two hours, 55 minutes, 57 seconds. I get to play the outro. Uh, see you all later. Bye-bye. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Yeah. That's it. All done. Sean will be disappointed we didn't get three hours. I could put an extra bit on the end, can I? You know, like that little trick he did to get the three hours. Yeah. Yeah. That'll upset him if this one went on longer than uh, the other one. We should have done four hours just to see his face because he's got to edit it. (laughs) Easy.